up the podcast all about video games and craft beer i'm ben i'm here this week with lucy hello hey hello i'm excited i'm excited and we've got a special guest with us this week mr carl marshall better known as the bearded one everywhere i'd assume yes. twitter and all of those sort of social media places but coming to us from where are you coming from is it coventry Oh. Not He's... coming to us from anywhere. No. <laughs> Just about here. <laughs> oh, <right>. Perfect intro. <laughs> there we go. Tank very, very technical slow. issues. Yes. Kicking in as usual. Uh, Carl, you're from Twister Barrel Ale. Yes. Yes, I am. In Coventry. Yes. Yes. Good. And you're joining us this week to talk about video games and drink some beers. So, let's drink some beers. Carl, what are you going to drink first? Wow. Uh, got three beers. So, let's start with Second Shift Brewing. Uh, Czech style Pilsner. Okay. Um, Second Shift Brewing, uh, a brewery based over in St. Louis, over in America. Um, right. I've had a couple of their beers before um, mm. because I was lucky enough that one of my friends went over there and managed to bring back a couple of cans with me. Nice. So, um, but I haven't had this beer before. So, I'm quite interested to see if they can actually do pills as well. Yeah. Uh, it looks pretty. <laughs> look, you, see, yeah. you see, you can already tell he's a pro. I mean, for the listeners, we never like pour it on camera. We just <laughs> no. do it off camera, <laughs> like cavemen, and just like, yeah, it's 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 yellow, and that's it. You got a professional well, here today. Pouring it, you got a nice big head on there as well. It's very looks very clean and clear. Mm. If, if my glasses cleaned well enough um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah this is this is based this is called uh, technical ecstasy um, like I said it from second shift brewing over in America um, the side of the can uh, it says brewed with bohemian pills malt SARS hops mm -hmm. technical ecstasy pours a stunning hazy straw color with an enormous dense white head the hallmark of a fresh pilsner the hops floral, slightly spicy aroma immediately lures you in. The medium bodied mouthfeel uh, produces soft crackery maltness immediately followed by a spicy, slightly grassy notes. Um, it's 5.4% um, and also <laughs> it says on the side for a good time call 314 <laughs> <laughs> Glatto. So I have no idea what that means. Um, Just and I went, the area code. Yeah, yeah, and uh, <laughs> and I won't, I won't be calling it later either. But um, yeah, uh, it's pouring really, really nicely out the can, and nice. it's pretty mm. much doing what it says right now. Yeah, completely. Just by the looks of it. Yeah. 
it looks um it has got that like very very slight haze to it but it looks really translucent from the mm. description oh, on the really can well. saying it was hazy sort of uh, you know when you poured it it looks looks really sort of uh, quite clear really mm. uh, at least on the screen yeah yeah, yeah. It, yeah i'd agree looking at it can i see can your, see my hand your, through, your it. through it yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm. Oh well, can't get every description right, can you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Lucy, yes. what are you going to drink first? I'm going to go overseas as well to Beerbliotech in Sweden. Um, haven't had one of their beers in ages, so I decided to pick one up today. This is called We're Young, We Smell Good, and We're Alive, and it's number 244. <laughs> I'm none of those things. Um, I'm just about alive, but I'm dead inside. But uh, it's an IPA. Uh, oh, here we go. The name of this beer was some sort of reference to how it should be consumed. But along the way, we forgot what it was. Otherwise, we would have written it here. All right. Uh, Fair those enough. Swedes, you know. <laughs> Such great humour. But um, what's the uh, percentage? 6.2%. Um, there's not really any flavour text or mention of hops or anything. So yeah, it's just a, just an IPA, six point two percent. Nice, nice. Um, I'm also drinking an IPA. Uh, I have picked up um, Orange Goblin from Black Iris Brewery. Uh, haven't had a beer from these guys for ages haven't seen them in the bottle shop for ages so mm. thought i'd pick one up it is only 4.8 percent so slightly smaller than usual um they don't have much flavor text at all apart from just saying ingredients malted barley wheat oats hops yeast water and orange zest so no idea what the hops are but there's orange zest in it too mm. so there we go should get that one poured. Carl, I've seen you drinking, so we're going to come back to you soon. Yes. You can tell us Straight about, on your, it. Um, about your beer. Um, pretty much what it says on the tin, really. Um, very floral on the nose. Uh, very crisp tasting. Slightly spicy um, on the mouth. But, well, after you've had a nice gulp of it. Um, very fresh and... Um, really, mm. summer day, summer days drink. To be honest with you, don't know why I'm drinking it yeah. when the sun's going down. Need the sun to be up. To be <laughs> honest, but yeah, it's really, really fresh, and I can probably drink quite a few of them, especially at like five percent, five and a half percent. It's very, it, yeah. It it's a it's a drinker. <laughs> it's a, yeah. it's one of the beers that you can pretty much session on. To be honest with you, yeah. Is it quite <laughs> clean? As you say, it's crisp. Yeah, um, mm. there's, there's a bit of a more of a hoppy twang to it um, mm. than what I would have expected. The malt doesn't really shine through um, as much as like traditional pilsners do. But to be perfectly fair, it's, it, it suits the sort of style quite well. It's it's mm. very clean, very refreshing, um, easy to drink. Um, Full of spicy notes, but very floral on the nose. Um, the heads, mm. there's a lot of lacing on my glass still. It's pretty much staying there. If you can see yeah, that. Because it poured with quite a uh, large head. You yeah. Know, it, finger, yeah. Yeah, it seems to have like dissipated quite quick, but it's actually staying around mm. the glass. Um, mm -hmm. 
Um, it's quite almost quite sticky as well. Um, mm. So maybe the sweetness from the malts is coming through the more that I drink it. So it unveil itself a little more as you sort of uh, become accustomed a little more to the flavour of it. Mm. Nice. Mm. Lucy. Yes. Yeah. It is a very good beer. As are most of you know, the beers from Bibliotech. It's it's got a really nice like orange aroma to it. It's it's like just mostly orange, but it's it's really mm. powerful, it packs a punch. Drinking it, um you're getting quite a lot of malt in it um to the point where it's almost like got a little spiciness to it um but it's got like a bit of backbone to it as well and and there's just a bit of like orange zest right at the end with Mm. that bitterness with that malt that just makes it all balanced and Mm. it's not too malty it's not too bitter it's not it's not all the way fruity it's just a really well balanced beer but yeah it's um i wish i knew what actually hops that they put in there i'm guessing it's probably like citra because you're getting a lot of orange but um yeah it smells good you know it looks good you know it's a perfectly well balanced ipa this is one that you could easily knock back as well yeah it's really you're getting a lot of the orange but it's just balanced so well with like a bit of sweetness from the malt and it's you can you can taste the alcohol actually because now that you know it's just going down there's quite a warmness there as I say like the spiciness yeah. from mm. from that malt and it's just sitting there and it's it's warming at the same time um, but yeah it's a really good beer I, I'm going to shut up so I can drink some more <laughs> 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 how's nice. yours been? <laughs> um, it's a little bit odd didn't give me a huge amount on the nose oh, so it's only 4.8 percent um all it tells me is that it is just an orange ipa um mm. and i am getting a lot of orange you get a lot of orange on the nose you get that in the flavor um, mm. but that is kind of almost all there is really it, it it does mellow very slightly out of that kind of sweeter orange into a, a slightly sweeter malt something maybe a little mm. bit kind of biscuity almost in there as well which just just flows in a little bit after your, uh, you know, your hit of orange. But it's kind of, I think, for a hit of uh, of orange, and it just being maybe that hit of orange, I'd like something that was maybe a bit more punchy, perhaps. Mm. Um, it's kind of a little bit, um, a little bit light. Um, it's very wet um, as I'm sort of as I'm sipping it. It's very kind of very light in the flavor a little bit sort of wa- not watery but it's just it's just very very light really yeah. really light and it's it's kind of got that nose to it where it's it's a little bit of citrus a little bit of orange but it's got a a little bit of kind of dankness in the nose but okay. that doesn't really come through much in the flavor yeah i think that's why maybe i was expecting a little bit more of a hit when i actually drank it and a little bit more of a a, a, a bang in the in the flavour mm. and the hops to come through a little bit more because it just has that very slight note on the nose. It just sort of invites you to be like, yes, you're going to be yes, hit yeah. with this. Um, and I kind of just wasn't. It's very easy to drink. Don't get me wrong. There's a really, really, really light bitterness towards the end which lingers, and that's kind of maybe what is sticking around a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that orange has gone, after that kind of that biscuity flavour has, um, yeah. has kind of disappeared as well. Um, I can see it going down very 
swiftly. But mm. not as quick mm. as mine, though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Seems to be just like sliding down my throat. Um, yeah, like honestly. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the more that the more that I'm actually drinking it, the the fizzier it's getting. Mm. <laughs> really? So yeah. it's, it's having like a little dance in my mouth at the minute. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely a party going on. Beautiful. Yeah. Nice. Good. We need to right. We'll go to Saint Louis. Oh. Not just an excuse to go. Oh, actually, um, saying that, I've got a feeling that they're going to be distributing. In the UK soon, so you might be able to get a hold of some. Oh, nice! So I mean, we're still going to St. Louis, though. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, I heard the food's meant to be really good over there. So, wow! Yeah, at least we can have some beers before we go, so we know what we're getting ourselves into. Then, yes. true. Yeah, that's what we do <laughs> when we plan our great America trip to just tour around, and get yes. wasted. For Twenty thirty. <laughs> we've got some time to plan it's good yeah. <laughs> so let's move on enjoy our beers and talk about some video games um, Carl as our guest normally we'd start with um, with you with the topic that you're going to bring to us but before we do uh, just give us a little bit about yourself um, you know what you do what you're doing at Twisted um, what you do at Twisted Barrel and you know maybe just a little bit of your gaming kind of loves you know what you're doing currently in gaming, what you're playing, maybe. Okay. Um. Well, currently at Twist and Barrel, I'm, I'm uh, a brewer there, so I basically look after all the beer, which isn't a bad job at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, hours tend to be quite long, um, so that kind of prohibits any kind of game time that I do have. Um, mm. I, I don't really play many games on my phone. Um, so I'm pretty much restricted to playing on the PS4 when I do, um, yeah. and it always tends to be pretty fun. Maybe party games, um, oh, okay. football games as well. Um, there's an indie game that I'm pretty much obsessed with. Every time I, I drink, I play it with my partner called uh, Nippon Marathon. I don't know if you heard of it. So, no. what's it called? Sorry, Nippon Marathon. Nip- yeah, Nippon, Nippon is in uh, Japan. Oh, Japan. Yeah, Japanese. Yeah. Like, the name yeah. is familiar, but I don't think I've ever played it. it it's, it's a bit like a Takesha's Castle kind of game. Oh my so gosh, okay, I need to yeah. download this now. <laughs> it's, it's pretty amazing. So you've got like an obstacle course that you have to run through. Um, yeah. You have to see who you, if you can actually last the longest um, against your, like, the person that you're playing against. Yeah. Um, and you just take it in turns. It's pretty much a never-ending game until until people just get bored of it and fall over. Um, there's uh, there's like loads of different sub games in there as well with um, what is it uh, like trolley bowling, <laughs> which is really weird. So basically, you push a like a a, a trolley, um, a supermarket trolley. Um, and then you just jump into it and see how many bowls you can knock down as well. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah, so play that quite a lot. It's I can't even, I've got a feeling you have to pay for it, but it's definitely on the uh, mm. independent ones as well. And there's okay. um, a Japanese game actually called uh, Taiko no Tatsujin. Uh, the, su- the drum Tatsu- game. Yeah, yeah. The drum game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Don't worry, yeah, we're which, um... we, we can't speak Japanese and we butcher <laughs> every language. It's not just limited to Japanese on this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah, we played that quite a bit because um, we were over in Japan for our honeymoon last year um, oh, and got nice. obsessed with it on the arcade. So we downloaded a demo of that. the drums as well? No, no, unfortunately Oh, no. no. Yeah. So you have to just play it with the controller. Um, the drums yeah. are quite expensive, and I think you can only yes. get it for the Wii with the drums. Um, you can't mm, actually get it for the yeah. PS4 with the drums yet. So, oh, yeah, other than that... Yeah, um, other than that, I uh, play a lot of Pro Evo as well. Mm, um, you're a pro oh, guy, not, not Nice. <laughs> yeah. Good. You can stay on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah um, I is better than FIFA. Has been for some time. Yeah. yeah. So. I, yeah, I no, agree. That's, that's um, I, I, I used to have um, FIFA on like the Xbox 360 and stuff like that. Mm, um, yeah. But still prefer Pro either. Um, what else? Oh, um, my dad's got a PS4, so whenever I go around to see him, he's always playing games. So he was... Um, I think the current game that he's playing is uh, Generation Zero um, yes which is like you're like trapped on a Norwegian island um, loads of robots are coming to try and get you or, yeah that's, that's that's what I can actually get of it <laughs> whenever I'm around <laughs> I mean I I keep asking him what the storyline is. I think. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. really recent, isn't it? Yeah, yeah and it didn't come yeah. out to the best reviews. But, I mean, if you're just killing robots with a friend, it can't be that bad. Can it? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, well, talking he, about he, Skynet before. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he plays a lot of single-player mo- like mode games, so mm. he's he's quite happy just going around shooting robots and walking around a Norwegian kind of ex-military base so I'll let, I'll let him do what what he wants to do with that um, but yeah I, I need to start playing Spider-Man a bit more um, I got so far into that and like I said like work kind of took over a little bit so I haven't yeah. it's, it's a strange one as well I think it, it kind of resonates a little bit with what you said last week with gaming and that like the quick short games um, it it, I found it quite hard to find a quick short game to sit down and, and just play. Um, mm. So, like multiplayer games are quite quite good for me. Um, but to sit down after a long day of work and, and kind of yeah. play um, Red Dead or anything like that, it's, it's very full on. So <laughs> yeah. I find yeah, it, it very hard to stay in that kind of kind of mode. But yeah, that's basically yeah, it. But, <laughs> yeah, Spider Man's a good one to like just pick up and play because I went back for the DLC probably hmm. a couple months, few months three three months after I'd finished it and yeah it's just it's practically like riding a bike you just remember all those moves and it it did such a good job of you know teaching you that it's tool set and yeah. it, it, it just it's like getting back on a bike as soon as you get back hmm. into it so that's another one uh, which you could probably pick up quite easily and it is just such a relaxing it's kind of by the numbers game and it was like yeah it's like yeah. come home after work just swing through the city for for an hour and that's it yeah and yeah there's no think difficult with... learning curve getting back no into it, exactly and with spider-man as well like unlike something like red dead which has just such a massive massive world to explore and you know the missions are 20 25 minutes long to be able to actually go through and progress the story and things spider-man felt 
sort of concise in the things that it was doing. So New York's not that massive. It's big enough, mm. uh, but it's not that massive. It's got a few things around the world for you to kind of go and do, especially if you've only got like 10 minutes and you're like, I just want to do yeah. something for 10 minutes and I don't really yeah. want to you know, get into this. You just fucking swing around Manhattan and or, <laughs> yeah. you know, just kill some swinging girls. around, kill some yeah. girls. No, no, sorry, you don't kill in Spider-Man. <laughs> he definitely does kill yeah. them. I mean, some of them definitely swing are. a drain pipe into somebody's head and not killing them. <laughs> They're fine. They're getting up right I, I, I tried getting into Apex Legends as well. Um, yeah. yeah. But that was way too difficult for me. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I still have no idea what the game's about or, or what you need to do. <laughs> Neither do I. I. I played it for half an hour and then deleted it off my hard drive. <laughs> I was like, nah, this is not what I want to play. And you never delete games off your hard drive, Lucy. I know, that's, that's how much I knew I wasn't going to go back to it. <laughs> oh, I haven't tried it yet. It's like... It's, it, it, it's like the, the, the newest kind of like phenomenon in mm. kind of gaming through sort of most mm. circles. I don't know, it just didn't really appeal to me. With having tried um, Call of Duty Blackout um, and that Battle Royale mode, it's just not kind of the game for me, really. Mm. And if I'm going to play a single, if I'm going to play a, a first person shooter, Normally, I want some kind of single-player element, like the old Call of Duty games. Play through the mm. single-player, learn how to play yeah. the game, and then blast into the to, into the multiplayer. Um, but like you know, as we've been talking about, the so now multiplayer is kind of a bit non-existent for me, unless it's something like The Division Two, where it's just mm. all kind of online anyway. Yeah. Um, you can sort of experience it by yourself, and then you know, jump into kind of like different. Um, different instances, different missions with people when you know you've got that chunk of time mm. to be able to kind of to throw at it. Uh, you yeah. know, chatting with uh, like Adel and Adam and other people who I've sort of been playing kind of alongside, I had that chunk of time a couple of weeks ago mm. and was able to put in, you know, a couple of evenings into it and blasted my way up to like top level and I've just left everyone else behind. <laughs> and now I'm at that point where, like... My friends aren't the same level. This game isn't anywhere near as fun. You really are anymore. a mercenary in that game. Are, are you bragging now? Behind. Is yeah, that... He is. <laughs> it's like, Just oh, a humble brag. Out. Look at me. I'm so yeah, good. That... <laughs> <laughs> Mate, there'll be people. There'll be people who have done absolutely everything in that yeah. game already. Like, because when you when you finish that, all of the missions in the division, it essentially um, bumps up the entire difficulty of the whole uh, playable map. Um, and brings in loads of other elements, makes it more difficult for you, and you've then got to like level up your gear rather than mm. leveling up, um, you know, through more traditional levels. So it, it's it's kind of it's got to that point where like, well, I've sort of finished the game. This is now a lot harder, and I'd yeah. rather play it with a couple of mates and piss about and you know take it at our own pace rather than being like, oh. I've got to do this mission now to unlock this next yeah. thing. I'll just yeah. do it with some random people who absolutely fly through it. Yeah. You're like, I, I was here, mm. now I'm behind this cover and I've shot some people. Oh shit, they're all in the next room already. I better like leg it after them. They've already started the next encounter without you. Yeah. And it's just gone, nah, I don't want to do that anymore, thank you. So are you in the end game of the, the Division? Um... Or, uh, it's quite a nebulous term for me because the end of the game is... Well, I just wouldn't start playing Division, so that's the end. <laughs> so, so yeah, it's it's kind of like mm. 
I got to the end game of Yoshi and it got really hard and then I turned it off. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, I don't know, because the the world, you go through, like, you you finish everything in the world and then it Mm. bumps up the difficulty of the whole world. And it does that. So I'm on tier one. And I think there's five tiers. So I can then do everything again in the game and then it will bump me up to another tier. And there's an extra thing that I an extra stronghold that I just haven't done because it wasn't available in the normal world so they're adding extra bits kind of with each tier Mm. so I don't know where the end game kind of is I don't think they really want there to be an end game no Ubisoft just just, yeah they they trap you in the servers and you're only (laughs) (laughs) forever it's where you're just sat at home looking at your like jeans and things like what is my gear score of my jeans what I should change my jeans the the whole world becomes the animus when you reach the end (laughs) (laughs) actually that's another game like Mm. the the new Assassin's Creed well I don't know if it's a new one Odyssey there's there's Odyssey and Origins the Greek one Odyssey or the Egyptian one Origins. Egyptian one, Origins. Yeah. Yes. I could only play that for ten minutes, and it it was just getting way too much for yeah. me. It, Same. Yeah. yeah. I I played it for ten minutes. Opened the map. Had a panic attack because it's massive. <laughs> I was like, delete that off the hard drive as well. <laughs> it's like twenty islands. It's like nobody has time for this. Yeah. I don't want to well, conquer Egypt. It's already happened. <laughs> I, I, think true, the yeah. that, I think the thing that got me as well, I, I ran into a wall and there was a massive glitch and I couldn't get out of the wall. <laughs> Sounds like a new <laughs> game. I was just like, I, I can't be done with this. I imagine if I get so far and like I just walk into a wall again and I can't do anything. And yeah, so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That was the end of it. <laughs> hang your head and shrug your shoulders and just walk off there, no, just... Yeah, I did see that um, Ubisoft are giving away uh, Assassin's Creed Unity. Uh, or it's like a free weekend this weekend coming oh. up because of um, uh, the Notre Dame the fire. Notre Dame fire. Uh, oh, I don't know whether they're going to be giving, like, you know, you can then buy it and we'll give money towards the relief fund because whatever you know they want to do I think everyone owns that game because I don't I don't have it because they always give it away with like anything like you you buy a like carton of milk and it's like (laughs) (laughs) they give it away like all the time I've definitely got it it's not on the hard drive I've got it no I haven't got it I haven't got it so I went on to Uplay today that's cool and I tried to log in Mm. and two um what is it called? Two factor authentication popped up. Yeah, yeah. Put your code in, and I'm like, oh, go on to me Google Authenticator. Yeah, mm. and you play ain't on there. Like, oh, no. brilliant. Okay, I'll have to find one of those codes that they send you as like a backup. <laughs> can't find that email anywhere. So I'm like, well, can't go on you play. Won't be playing <laughs> Assassin's Creed Unity <laughs> anytime soon. No. So, oh well. Right. Mm. Now we've had a little bit of a. An intro to kind of like your uh, your gaming in the uh, in the you know of recent, Carl. What uh, what did you want to come and talk to us about today? Oh, um, well, it's, it's, I would like to know really if there's any parallels in the gaming world with the craft beer world. If there's anything in particular, really, that's like um, I know that 
like breweries do collaborations and things like that. Do any software developers do collaborations on certain indie games or That's like such that? a interesting and good question. <laughs> like <laughs> uh, I would have never thought that because I was like going down like the you know, as you were saying before, like independent games like craft brewers are like smaller and then you get like the big macro games and like uh, macro breweries and like AAA developers, but like in terms of collaborations I mean, there was just one like recently, like with Nintendo and the guys who did like Crypt of the Necrodancer hmm. um, are making a sequel to, to that game with Zelda characters, so that's pretty yeah, cool. it's like there there are like some kind of parallels there as well. It's like, um, you don't usually. I mean, do you see like big macro breweries doing like collaborations with smaller breweries? I mean, yeah, you do now and then, don't you? Yeah, yeah so. I mean, we we um recently done a collaboration with London Fields Brewery, who have just been mm. recently taken over by Brooklyn, who okay are owned by Carlsberg. Hmm. So <laughs> it's like a, a free tier thing. Through the steps, yeah. like yeah, 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 pretty much. Um, yeah. So I mean, it does happen, but I, I think if you if you basically say that you want to be fiercely like mm-hmm. independent, like other brewers won't touch you, and there's so much that you can actually learn from bigger companies, yeah, or bigger breweries, um, the way that they like treat their beer and the way that they they kind of even just like as a business sense yeah um, it, yeah there's it massive can be things quite to learn beneficial from like creative yeah, yeah. as you say as a business point yeah so i, I think that's a definitely a similarity with yeah. you know between between the two as well because you will have you know smaller developers who want to fiercely remain independent they will make the game themselves they will fund mm. the game themselves they will publish the game themselves you know put it through like steam early access or, or whatever kind of program they can try and do uh, to do that but you then have indie developers who are kind of maybe one guy making the game himself who realizes actually i need a little bit of help with this i'll go to some kind of you know publisher Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, someone like I can never remember the guy's name, but the guy who developed um, Stardew Valley, Eric who went to Barone, because I there you go. I'm reading that read... chapter yes. in Blood, Sweat, and Victor. So. Um, uh, and he went to is it Chucklefish who published it? Yes. Um, yes so you know, I get he sort of you know, at some point must have realised that he needed some more expertise. He needed mm-hmm. a little bit of help with stuff. Mm-hmm. And I would imagine in in craft beer, there's a little bit of that going on as well. You know, maybe even if you're a guy or two guys. Like brewing in your garage, and you want to push things further and take things further, you need to find some expertise and and mm. kind of whether that's just being part of the you know the scene, being kind of active on Twitter, kind of talking to people to be able to just elicit advice from people, or whether that's actually going, hey, let's you know, can we come out and learn what you guys are doing so we can yeah. progress kind of like what we're doing and stuff. Yeah. I think there's definitely yeah. similarities between the two industries there. It's it's a strange one as well because even though everyone is competing against each other in the beer world, we always mm. try and be quite friendly to each other. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and very supportive of each other. So yeah. it, it's quite nice to see that in other industries it is like that as well. There, yeah. there is support I mean, from each yeah. of us, like companies and that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. what's the saying? Like a rising tide, you know, 
raises all boats or whatever Missile it is. Missile ships, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm only checking. <laughs> Thank you for correcting me. <laughs> I'm not yeah, trying to correct you. Just... No, no. He's like... <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's the same with like, I don't know, like Microsoft and so not Sony, uh, Nintendo, like working together, being all buddy buddies. Like, yeah. if we get more, you know, if we get more gamers and in terms of your sphere, like more people drinking craft brew, you know, beers, and it's, it's, it's just, just brings people into the scene and, you know, that can only help your business at the bottom line but uh i wanted to ask a question like how do these collaborations come about can it be something as simple as go on twitter and it's like hey i um, like your beers let's do something or sometimes yeah i mean um mm. other times it can be a bit you have to work at it a little bit as well so mm-hmm. um sometimes it's just about meeting people at beer festivals um yeah and understanding that um, certain breweries we prefer well, I mean like we enjoy their beer not necessarily prefer yes. but we prefer their well enjoy their beer um, and they enjoy ours or every single brewery tends to have a little different style mm-hmm. yeah. um, that they can bring to the table um, and different ways of actually brewing everyone's got different equipment everyone does things differently so it's it's all like a learning process really um, and it once you've got that one brew down it tends to be that uh, the other brewery will reciprocate that brew as well so you, you go yeah. to each other's houses pretty much um, yeah. but yeah literally yeah. it can be anything from like beer festivals to, to talking on Twitter to um, basically doing a delivery at a bottle shop and they're there mm-hmm. um, um, but I think the benefit of the brewing industry it might be the same with the video game industry as well it's very small it's very kind of niche still really there's, there's only mm, yeah. like nearly two well I think there's 1,700 odd brewers in the UK that might sound a lot but a lot of them tend to only be like one or two people working at them breweries mm. and then in that kind of sense that, it's that's tiny. pretty much yeah. yeah it's pretty much the yeah. same amount of people that work at Jaguar Land Rover you know what I mean so it's still quite small <laughs> yeah, <that's true. laughs> yeah I mean it, I think when you're talking about like saying I want to do this and this and that and like at beer festivals making those decisions it, uh, I was just thinking of like like Kingdom Hearts Kingdom Hearts was like decided like 20 years ago just as an idea because the like Disney Japan like worked in the office next to like uh like Square Enix or well, might have been Squaresoft back then. Yeah. And it was just over a night and then just like, Yeah, should we just make this game with Final Fantasy and Disney characters? Yeah, why not? That's how it came about and it's like... <laughs> I think the link there as well is um Alcohol. Alcohol. <laughs> 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 yeah, pretty much alcohol. Yeah, it helps everything. Yeah, yeah. It's a very strong rice wine was going around the office that evening, just <laughs> late Friday evening when people were working late. Um, mm. Yeah, it's there, there's kind of um, as we've conversed, I've forgotten what the other thing was that came to my like instantly as you asked the question. I'm like, mm. I've, I've I can think of a similarity, but it's gone from my mind completely. Oh, yeah. It'll come. Oh, it wasn't that good. <laughs> I'm sure before. it was. All your ideas are great. Well, um, I mean, talking about kind of like the collaborations between different people, um, 
and, and you know you were saying sort of is it the same from craft beer and, and to video games i think it's the same sort of across you know quite a few different industries really i know uh, in architecture um you know i chat with other architects and we we ping ideas about kind of all over the place and obviously through um through your architecture education you build up a network of other people your your peers who are you know all dot around the country and go to different places who might come around and go I, i've got some more info about this kind of soil type and what we should do for buildings with this and you know you're just pulling kind of information from your network mm. so much so that i went away last weekend and met up with a friend who um i haven't seen for about sort of nine months something like that we went to uni together and we've both just had finished um two extensions and they look almost identical we have just independently designed almost exactly the same extension you know for for projects um and i can kind of you know there's there's little bits of differences but i wonder whether it's you know the same in kind of like in craft beer whether you know you've worked with someone a couple of years ago and then suddenly you've both come out with uh, an ipa and you really want to push like simcoe or something and actually you both produce beers which are pretty similar and you've used maybe different a slightly different like malt build or something and it has just a little bit of difference between the two um and suddenly you're just kind of like oh that's that's my way i did it first we didn't do it together it wasn't you know it's not we're not collaborating at all on this there's um there's always instances where you're like "Ah, okay i can see how they've used certain malts or certain yeast in Mm. a particular way and i think well it's probably the same with architecture and building and stuff like that it you've only can use what you actually got so yeah. uh, a lot of the hop merchants around the uk get similar hops in around the same time mm. um you, different types of yeast are widely available um people tend to buy from um set uh maltsters as well so everyone tends to use the same but there's, there's a lot of breweries in the UK, so that they're going to be very quite similar. Yeah. Um, it's it's down to um, water profiles and your actual mm. brewery kit, which yeah. define the beer that you make. So yeah. even if someone takes a, one of our recipes and brews it on their kit, it's going to be completely different to what we have actually got. Mm-hmm. So ev- everyone is actually an individual uh, when it comes to anything like that so I mm. where there's similarities there's there's always major differences and um, yeah. beers beer I mean I'm gonna enjoy <laughs> <laughs> an 8% yeah. double IPA hopped with like Simcoe and Citra as much as the next person if we brew on I'll probably get a bit more attached to that because I I brewed it myself and um, mm. So it's it, there's different ways of looking at it, but I I've never thought anyone there's, there's there tends to be not much copying in the industry, yeah. but there's only uh, I would say like trends pretty much probably in mm. video yeah. gaming as well, like New England IPAs yeah. tend, seem to be the in thing, pretty much it's like a loot based shooter, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah or the, you know the same as suddenly there's a resurgence in like pixel art styles or. Mm you know very specific kind of gaming mechanics that that people want to kind of play with and and things and it's it i suppose maybe it's a bit different with uh, video games to 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 the beer industry in that video games kind of have that cyclical like console cycle so suddenly the technology will bump up Mm. quite significantly Mm. 
every so many years Hmm. um and suddenly people go well i can do this style this kind of like this graphical style but actually Hmm. i can now do it like this which gives me more time to then be able to put this into my you know expand it in that sort of way i would imagine beer is kind of beer is beer and has been brewed for thousands of years in a very kind of similar way you know not exactly the same way yeah but in a similar kind of way to how it's it's brewed now the fact that you said that is it's um kind of made me think a little bit actually it's probably a lot slower moving (laughs) than that computer game industry because I mean, people brewed beer thousands of years ago, but didn't understand bacteria and yeast yeah. uh, until Louis Pasteur came along, and um, then it progressed from that. Um, and I think the UK has seen a massive boom in the beer industry over the past fifteen odd years, well, say mm, five big... years especially. Yeah. Um, and there's been a lot more money thrown at it. So mm. the brewers that are starting out now um, seem to have a lot more money, uh, much better kits than perhaps the brewers that started up five years ago would have had, mm. um, can potentially do a lot more styles. Um, but that's that's just going to be advantageous for like the beer consumer. I mean, that that's not a negative point at all. It's, yeah. it, it's moving, but it's much at a slower pace that anyone mm. really knows about, really. Yeah, I suppose that's kind of nice, really. You haven't got to constantly... Well, I say I was going to say you haven't got to constantly try and push the boundaries and stuff, but I imagine everyone always is. And they're like, oh, we could put some Brett in our beer. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think a lot of things have calmed down a lot over the yeah, yeah. past, like, three years. I mean, if you looked at what brewers were pr- probably producing, like, three years ago, um, black IPAs, which I know that you like... <laughs> Um, like uh we're like uh, a massive kind of niche no one had even heard of them um Mm -hmm. it was all like west coast ipas um so if you were doing any kind of sour beers that that would have been kind of Mm. my god you're crazy why are you Mm. like sour in any of your beers at all whereas now it's just basically become the norm and um it it with the progression of beer, I see it's pretty much hard. Like it's going to be a lot harder to create new styles uh, and do something new with mm-hmm. it. So people have to yeah. revert back to the older styles, like traditional bitters, milds, um, and and kind of push them a little bit more because people have it. It's, it all comes around again. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, it's all circles. Yeah, yeah, in everything that you see, like film, music, st- you know, fashion. Everything mm. just, yeah, it all yeah. just comes back on itself. So, so twenty years yeah, so ago, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, twenty years from now, we won't be talking about New England IPAs. Again. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Strangely yeah. enough, I've got a New England IPA to no, drink I was, tonight. I was about to say, like your 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 architecture story. I thought it was going to go in like a completely different, like <laughs> you know. When you say, "Oh, I met my friend from ten years ago," I thought you were going to say, "Oh yeah," and we decided to build a castle together or something. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, if only it had gone in that fucking direction, that'd have been brilliant. <laughs> Collaborate. We'd both, build a we'd both be dead on a hill right now, probably, if we decided to build a castle together. Yeah, yeah brothel. Yeah, much easier. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm going to open up another beer. I finished the Orange Goblin, mm. which went down a lot better as I drank it That's than maybe good. the initial um, the initial taste did. Uh, it became a little bit easier, 
uh, the orange did definitely sort of push through a little bit more. Uh, it was nice, nice, really mm -hmm. easy. But my second beer, I'm gonna go. Up, I'm gonna go up by um, ABV this week. So my second beer is from a brewery no one will have heard of called Twisted Barrel Ale. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a collaboration, I believe, with Wild Child. It's called Wild Child. Are you joking? Five percent. <laughs> oh, don't one. do this to me. Don't. <laughs> <Mate>. <laughs> so I wanted to have a Twisted Barrel beer with you on. And I went into the bottle shop uh, bottles and books and I'd been there a month or so ago because mm. they did a uh, tap takeover with a load of your beers and I think they I can't remember whether this one was on or not but all of the cans that were mm. in the fridge were beers that they had on tap and I'm like oh I had that one that was nice I had that one I had the one and I saw this and I'm like oh don't think I've had this one so I picked this one up and the other one was a sour and I wasn't I wasn't uh. in for a sour today Nah, you have to be in the mood for a sour. Yeah, well, yeah, I <laughs> yeah. definitely have to be in the mood yeah, for a sour. Yeah. Um, there is a little bit of flavour text. A soft, hazy, pale ale with an intensely tropical flavour from a blend of New World hops and fute puree. Malts. Tells us the things. Malt. Mm. Pilsner, flaked oats, wheat and dextrin. Hops, Eldorado, Simcoe, yeast, Windsor, other mango puree and peach puree. Mm. And then like all the ingredients in other languages. <laughs> so I'm going to pour this one Carl, what have you got to drink uh, second I have, I've got a pale ale so I'm going down in ABV rather than up yeah. um, it's 4.5 pale ale called Parker um, from a brewery called Double Barrel which are ah. in Reading I think I picked that up today you see, you yeah. see, Carl, we never plan. It's like we always have the same beers. We just never have them on the podcast together. Um, I visited uh, the brewery last Saturday on a little brewery yeah. tour that I did. Um, nice. Unfortunately, I never managed to drink any of their beers. I, I've had a couple of their beers before and enjoyed them, um, but I wasn't able to enjoying from the tap because I was driving but I picked up a couple mm. of cans this is one of them um, nice. the hops in it are Cascade, Centennial and Citra which is dry hops so already I'm going to love this beer um, <laughs> extra pale malt uh, golden naked and oats so just three different types of uh, oat and malt in that um, and then they've gone for a blend of Windsor and SO4 yeast mm. um, and it's suitable for vegans as well so no finings or no animal products in this, and it's uh, 4.5%. And it's called Parker. Nice. Yeah. Um, oh, I was going to say, like, the hop, the head seems to dissipate quite quickly on this, but it's a lovely yeah, kind of pale straw colour. So. Yeah. Mm, that's hazy. Much more a lot hazier. A lot hazier. Lucy. Yes. What have you got? Uh, I'm going to follow suit, Ben, and I'm also going to have a beer from. Do you know who, Carl? <laughs> he hasn't got a clue. It's Twisted Barrel. Oh, okay. Well, I'll, I'll next. Save that one, then. Save that one. <laughs> you see, this is planning. Like we could have done two for two, but we'll at least have one together. All right, then. I'm going to have a day of beer. <laughs> this one is called uh, Meet Me in the City. It's a 6.5% IPA. 
Uh, flavour text, deliciously juicy IPA, dry hopped with Citroen Galaxy. Uh, just unfiltered, unpasteurised, unfined, naturally soft, hazy and juicy. That's pretty much it, but um, Carlos, you know, they are one of my favourite breweries. So, mm. you know, perfect occasion you're on. Crack this. Yeah, they are mm. really good, producing some really good yeah. beers at the minute. Mm. Mm. Oh. They are. I have, um, I have actually started listening to another podcast called Triple Hopped. Um, they just did their second... They just yeah, well, <laughs> got to listen to the competition. They don't talk about video yeah. games. Um, <laughs> it's all right then. <laughs> they um, they just done their second episode. Their first um, was essentially on Cloudwater beers. They're, I think there's four fellas. They sit around and they all drink the same beers so they can discuss them. And they mm -hmm. had four Cloudwater beers on the first episode. And their second episode was all about Daya. Mm -hmm. um, and they're saying, oh, we've got this day. being like, oh, Daya, I still haven't seen that beer here in Bristol. Yeah. And then another beer, like, ah, oh, still haven't had that one in Bristol. Where, where is the Bristol love, Dea? Where well, is it? Need, coming need up to Birmingham, beers. which is more important. Well, it's true. Yeah. They're always on in the. Um, they're always on in bottles and books as well yeah. on tap. So they're I getting just around have one when I pop in there occasionally. Mm -hmm. Like yesterday. Uh, I know so. with with Dea that you tend to have to go to the brewery to actually pick up any cans in Cheltenham. Yeah. So. Yeah, a lot um, of the time I see, I see them now and then in Birmingham, but yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, they got their online shop now, so... Yeah, oh, yeah true. Yes. Yeah, they've had it for a while. Uh, a few months. Oh. Oh. I'm scared of the internet. I don't want to go on it. <laughs> well, after today's technical issues, I don't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> so, these beers that we're drinking now. Um, so, the uh, the Wild at Heart. It's got... I mean, it, it looks like it's going to be uh, a juice bomb. Really yeah, does. It's super great. hazy. It's got that orangey amber kind of colour to it. The 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 head it was a little um little white sort of foamy frothy head. Mm. It sticks around on the glass a little bit. It's a little bit of lace in there. I'm doing it in under my light because you probably can't <laughs> see it. But just a little bit there. Um it smells nice. It's got a really mm. kind of fruity nose to it. I've been having a, a mango seems to be kind of um, kicking about quite a lot in beers at the moment mm. um, I don't know whether it's just kind of like a different a, a kind of a combination of um, that Simcoe and Eldorado which just gives you a real big sort of like mango flavour or whether it's just maybe one of them combined with something else but I know I had the, uh, the Wylam last week um, which had a big again a big mango sort of flavour to it I don't know whether mango is in fashion at the moment, but I oh, like mango. It's good. We've got the perfect person here to us. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say, um, yeah, you're part, partly right with that because hops do, in, well, give a impact of like mango with it. But we basically put a lot of mango puree in there, so that's probably mm. what you taste in the mango. Um, it was a collaboration with Wildchild, um, who are a brewery up in Leeds, and they're known for their kind of. Uh, fruity IPAs and putting a lot of uh, puree in their beers as well so when we do a collaboration it's kind of like half and half with another brewery mm. um, mm -hmm. and we wanted to create like a, a soft kind of fruity IPA with fruit puree in as well um, so yeah we basically created our base and decided on the hops that we wanted to use decided on the puree mm -hmm. that we're going to put in there Brewed it together, and it's come out like 
Yeah. So, Carl, how long does that process take of, like, you, you know, finding which ingredients that you have and getting an idea and then putting it into the brew? Like, is there, Um, like, a debate, collaboration? Like, how long does that process take? It it depends. I mean, our head brewer and director, Richie, um, Mm -hmm. does does a lot of the work um, behind the scenes with all that. Um, But... We, we do talk about it together and um, decide which kind of is the best kind of formula to go forward. Mm-hmm. Um, when another collaborative uh, brewery is involved, uh, it tends to be that quite a few emails go back and forth to try and find the yeah. right, right way to do this and try and find out their methods um, compared to our methods and which will actually work better on our kit. And then uh, yeah. when they come into the brewery to brew the beer, um, it's a, a little fight to see what, <laughs> if we need to change anything <laughs> at, the, at the time. Yeah. So, I mean, like, up, up until the day, I mean, it, it, it could change last minute. I mean, we've done quite a few okay. um, brews now where it's just like, actually, thinking about it, this this hop might work a little bit better with this hop on the day, so we might as well do it that way instead. Um, but as, as for the end-to-end process, um, depending on what brewery you work with and what capacity we've got or they've got. Um, it could be like a couple of months deciding the recipe, um, a day actually brewing it, and then up to probably about 14 days, 10 to 14 days um, with the beer in the fermenter before we actually put it off into can or keg. Um, mm-hmm. And then depending on what beer it is, then after that, if it's a barley wine or an imperial style, it could could be a lot longer in, in the brewery before we put it on sale until it's ready. Okay, cool. Nice bit of insight there. Yeah, I imagine. That, admin. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I imagine as well with all of that planning that you know you want to mitigate for you know everything possible. But sometimes I imagine the beer comes out and it just doesn't quite work out. You know, it might still work and it might be a nice taste, but it maybe might not be quite what you wanted to go for. Or you know, there must be so yeah. many things that can actually kind of <laughs> go wrong or just. So many variables that can change to just alter something quite dramatically. It sounds massively like video games, doesn't it? Mm. I'm so glad you drew that (laughs) correlation. How how many times have you had to throw away a video game at the last minute? Um, I I will just mention Anthem, and uh, (laughs) they do, they do, they they throw out, yeah, yeah, they throw out levels, mechanics, everything. Yeah, people throw away games all the time as well, really. <laughs> there are some crazy people out there with all of the money in the world that just can spend them all on their video games and they go, This isn't what I wanted. Bye. No, you know, they go it's on almost like Twitter a train pour, isn't complain it? Sort of... and go on Steam and get a refund. Plant that. True. Yeah. Anyway. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> I was, was going to say, like, there's, there's only. I hate admitting this. Um, I know, like, uh, breweries like Cloudwater are very kind of passionate about. Um, when they uh, throw away beer and say it's, it's mm. not good enough but mm. I can guarantee you now it's one of the most kind of heartbreaking things to throw away a beer um, but I don't me personally I, I don't like announcing <laughs> that, that moment at all yeah. but yeah. we've, we've had to do it a couple of times because the beer isn't up, up to the standard of what we would like um, yeah. at the last minute and it's like, okay, well, we need to spend another, like, 14 days brewing this beer again to make sure it's good. 
Um, yeah. But I can understand if, like, in the computer game industry, it takes a lot longer to make a computer game. There's a lot more bodies involved yeah. with that kind of thing. So for a whole team to throw away uh, a computer game at the last minute, yeah. or I mean, kind of it's... delay its release... Mm. Yeah, it's I mean, catastrophic either way, but yeah, yeah it's yeah. just in different terms of like, oh, this took us so many weeks, but you know, video game terms, it took us so many years worth of work, but mm. it's still, you know, in terms of bottom line, it's still devastating. So, and it's it's kind of maybe, uh, you know, just through the the frequency of um, you know how much beer brewers actually brew you know every few weeks or every couple of days depending on sort of like the size of their outfit what they can kind of put through you know you might find that actually like one percent of the beer that you brew you know just because of unforeseen circumstances has to be chucked or whatever that percentage is of you know for, for each brewer um, and, it, and it's not kind of you know it's not big news no one kind of says oh we had to chuck this you know this brew away so you're gonna have to wait for another one whereas mm. with video games it's 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 normally big news you know if a if a studio gets shuttered and and the the, the project they're working on gets stopped um then everyone is kind of like talking about it uh, it's 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 kind of i think it's i guess it's just the scale between the two different mm. industries really um mm. that kind of uh, that show that with you know the, the Star Wars games that have all been kind of cancelled or at least reported on over the last sort of few months and weeks and things uh, you know suddenly everyone's yeah. like oh I would have loved that game and mm. you know the, I don't think you've got many brewers online going oh we tried to brew this beer and people are like well how dare you throw that away I would have loved that beer yeah yeah I mean true. you've got your core line and I imagine you mm. brew different beers like new beers simultaneously to one another so maybe mm. if one doesn't work out you've still got one on the back burner to put out you know mm. like yeah and i think we're in that kind of nice position as well where we're, we're not a big brewery we're not um uh kind of pioneering and i don't mean that any in any disrespect to us but yeah. not pioneering um techniques or anything like that and we haven't got a load of um Kind of, we we haven't got many fan, well, diehard fans really, in, yeah, into I'm our beer. So, <laughs> but I mean, I mean, like, we're in that fortunate position where we can make mistakes, yeah. and they won't be punished Not too much. Eyes on me, yeah. Exactly, exactly, and we can concentrate on making good quality beer that we actually want to produce, and um, kind of get away with it. <laughs> <laughs> nice, it's good. Yeah. It's good. Like I, I love you know. I love what I do because I can sit here and draw. You know, someone says I want an extension, and I can sit here and draw twenty, thirty, forty different iterations of kind of the same floor plan or layout uh, mm. and extension stuff. And for me, I'll only ever present say like two or three to a client. Be like, mm -hmm. this is what you can go for, and it's it is all about like for me. It's all about what the client wants. It's, it's you know, there might be some artistic vision in kind of what I'm doing and the client might say, I just want an extension. You go, this would work really well and this would work really well and you'd get mm. benefits from this and you'd get benefits from this. And the client turns around and says, oh, great. Can I have a bit of that and a bit of that, usually? Um, <coughs> and then you have to smash them together. So mm. it kind of, you know, when you're producing a, a, a product, it's a little bit different because it is all your own 
input really you're not kind of making it for anyone but yourselves to then mm. put out into the market to kind of see how it does i guess mm. um again a similarity between beer and video games you, you produce yeah. that product to then put towards people i guess i'm not really well, a, product, I'm a service more than anything else, <laughs> i suppose That's... well it depends which video game sometimes you have you know that's creativity by committee and, yes you know if those play testers want more um shooty shooty then they'll get shooty shooty yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's true i suppose yeah. it is a bit harder in beer as well to kind of go how does this taste? Should we make this beer? You know, mm. unless you've got like a really small batch kit to be able to kind of test things on. But again, mm. you test something out on a small batch kit, it's going to taste different to how you actually then brew it yeah. on a, a larger kit. So yeah, and we're um, open for um, consultancy around here. So send whatever you want, <laughs> even the best. <basketball. laughs> well, you're only in Birmingham, aren't you? So yeah, are you down the road? I just let me know and pick it up myself. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think the thing is with beer, well, a bit similarities between gaming and beer as well is um, everyone has got their own individual tastes um, mm. and ideas how things should work. So one person's version of a beer or a video game could be absolutely great, and the person two doors down could actually really hate the beer or really hate the video game. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Except for something else. That's absolutely true. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, completely. Um, so, we'll come back to the beers that we are drinking. Uh, Carl, I don't think you've told us about the beer that you're drinking yet. Yeah, yeah. Um, the head's gone now. So, yeah. there's no lacing really on, on the glass. Uh, carbonation's quite low, um, but still it's very soft mouthfeel to it. It's a lovely colour, um, very drinkable, um, got pretty much uh, oh, very citrusy aroma. Um, it's quite bitter, quite astringent, leaves your mouth quite dry. But mm. I tell you what, it's, uh, it's a good beer <laughs> for a pale ale. <laughs> for, for a 4.5% pale ale, um, yeah, it's, it's very, very drinkable. Um, Probably would have preferred it for a little bit more carbonation, but I mean, yeah. for what it is, it's and and probably to the style as well. They've probably gone a bit New Englandy, so that tends to have a, a lower carbonation to it. But um, the mouthfeel and the taste is, is pretty much bang on. It's quite a balanced pale ale, to be honest with you. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I'll look Good. forward to drinking that. Mm. Not up next this evening though. What have you got now, Lucy? <laughs> uh, yes, the Dea. It's it, yes. it, for for anyone who's had a Dea beer before. If you haven't, get on it. Uh, it's it's what you expect. It's it, it's very juicy. It's fruity. It's completely hazy. Had quite a large foamy head uh, to begin with. The head's still pretty much there. You know, it's still like one finger. Um, yeah, and it is lacing quite a lot as well. Um, but yeah, it's juicy, tropical, like fruits, you know, all throughout the taste, on the aroma as well. It's got a really nice, not quite thick and viscous, you know, viscous, but, you know, a substantial um, mouthfeel. Um, yeah, it's it's really good. It's not too bitter on the end. It's quite, it's, it's just that, like, complete juice all the way through, a complete juice bomb. I think I'm getting quite a lot of lychee. At the end of the taste as well, mm. which is 
you know, going really well for those other tropical uh, fruit flavours like mango and pineapple and a bit of orange. Yeah, it's... I'm happy. It's like, the, it's a 500ml can and it's like, I'm almost <laughs> done. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, action sweet louder than words. It's a really good bit. What day nice, of the was that nice again? Thing, as we've... Sorry, what was that? What day of beer was that again? Sorry. That was, it's called Meet Me in the City, isn't it? Oh, okay. Yes, yeah, so Meet Me in the City, IPA 6.5%. Oh. It's one of the, well, they're coming out with new ones all the time now, aren't they? Mm. But um, mm. I think it's probably last month or two that they, they had it or something like that. So it's a fairly recent in their lineup, but... Um, but yeah, it's not it's not their newest by any stretch. They have a new one like every week. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, she's mad. They do seem to be absolutely banging them out, and they've been mm. doing the rounds, haven't they? A little bit with the collaborations as well. I see. There's um, yeah, I had uh, a, a, a one a, with one with Wylam. pressure drop about to come out as well, and there's one with Wyland that just come out, I think, as well. Yeah, I had that today. The Whip Beer. It's so mm. good. So so good. Yeah, I think it's called. There's nothing wrong with dreaming. I think that's what yeah, it's that sounds about right. Yeah, orange whipped beer, really good. Something to do with dreams. <laughs> Not the PlayStation Four game. Oh yeah, Just that came out. Dreams, you have. Yes, it did. Oh. Yes. Yeah, um, early access. I, 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 I think I kind of mentioned the beer I'm drinking, but I don't think I really said much about it. <laughs> um, but it is going down. Far too easily. <laughs> it's just absolutely knocking this back. Um, a lot of mango coming through bleeds in very nicely to those kind of those uh, the, the stone fruit of the peach that that's in there as well. It almost feels like there's just this like underlying like lemon flavour going on as well. I don't know whether that's more the citrus from the last beer maybe having an impact on this mm. one perhaps. Um, part of the problem with drinking different beers in <laughs> succession. And they're all sort of like bleeding into each other um, <laughs> afterwards. So, but I, I think you know, well before we finish whatever we talk about next, I'm going to absolutely smash this. Yeah. <laughs> super, super easy. Well, glad that you really enjoy it. Mm. It's good. Yeah. I enjoy making it. To be fair. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's definitely. Anything one that... particularly remember from that brew or? Um, Kia from Wild Child coming down. He's a really fun guy. <laughs> I mean, if, yeah. if you haven't um, had any of his beer before, try and try and get some. Uh, probably a bit far away from you, yeah, from Bristol, mm. but um, yeah, he, he's, he pushes a very a lot of cast beer. So um, okay, there is like a, a limited amount of can that does come out, but um, he did a. Like a chocolate fudge brownie porter, um, some like milkshake IPAs and stuff like that as well. So it's very much on mm. brand of the kind of new age kind of craft breweries, um, yeah. and he's doing it very well as well. So um, yeah, he, mm. he, yeah, he's doing good. <laughs> yeah, he, nice. he's a character. He's a nice person to work with. <laughs> nice. Good. So let's move on to our next topic for the evening, Lucy. I'm going to come yeah. to you. I'll I don't have a topic. I never have a topic. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> you had a topic last week. We talked about yeah, difficulty that was, games. That was just like, uh, as Alex said at the point, it's a moot point. It's like, Lucy, what are you on about? Um, <laughs> it it was very interesting, though. Yeah, well, thank you. 
I mean, I think we all agree. Make games accessible. Make beer accessible. Mm. Make it for vegans and people who have got celiac disease. Same thing. That's a slightly harder one, isn't it? Celiac. um, (laughs) Celiac free. No, not free. Gluten free. Gluten free. That's what I'm Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) There are some around. Same as like low ABV or on, you know, point one percent ABV beers and stuff. You know, they're starting to have a little bit of a a a pick up in the. um... I'm seeing a lot of table beers. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of table beers now. It's like, oh, why is this beer only two pounds? It's like. (laughs) <laughs> it's a free. It's a two point five percent beer, but it's like, yep. Like, I I love table beers. Like, you get so much. How do you get so much flavour in it, Carl? You could probably answer this. Like, how do you get so much flavour in like such a, like a two point five percent beer? Because I had um, it last week or the week before. It's really light. And you had so the whiplash, flavor. didn't you, last week? Uh, oh yes, yeah, 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 like, yeah, 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 yeah. Two and a half percent ish. Was that the? Ones, yeah. Was that the one with? No, it wasn't the one with boundary. That was. Um, yeah, I think yeah. it was just 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 whiplash. I think I think yeah. it's called Northern Lights. Yeah, it's, it was really low, but it's like, it, it tasted like all their other beers. I I'd, I'd say it's <laughs> Skill of Brewing. Yeah. <laughs> of, of course, I would say that um, Skill of Brewing, <laughs> um, yeast, and a lot of hops. Um, yeah. <laughs> 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 put it quite plain like yeah. you need to Mega it's very hard to create a body like uh, a really good mouthfeel in a low ABV mm. bear because they just become too thin so yeah. a lot of the time the only way to actually do that is add more hops to kind of trick your brain into maybe thinking that there is body in there but mm. also um, higher mash temperatures as well help um, creating a lot of body in um, not really having yeast that attenuates quite well. So, mm-hmm. you, you see, so when you start talking about science and like temperatures, <laughs> I just think sorcery. sorcery. <laughs> You're a wizard. Just, just leave it like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's uh, all magic, and we should go no further into yes. it. Yeah, I, I don't want to bore anyone with. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think it's fascinating. It's all mm. just a science and. One I'll never understand, but have a lot of respect for. So, <laughs> get nerdy, it's an easy job. Nerdy and granular, yeah. <laughs> it, it can't be. You do long hours, Carl. Don't don't, don't uh. undersell yourself. <laughs> Topic. I'm going to talk about a game I've been playing. Yeah. I haven't finished it yet. Probably halfway through, two thirds, mm. and it's Bastion from Supergiant Games. This came out. Ages ago. Do you know when it originally came out, Ben? I mean, it would have been in the days of Xbox Live Arcade. Yeah, so... It's um, 2011, maybe? It might be even earlier than that, 2010, Probably. maybe? It was one of those early like indie games like with like Braid and you mm. know, Super Meat Boy that, you know... Was it like Super Giants, like, was it their debut game? It might have been their first yeah, game, probably. or at least, uh, mm. yeah, maybe not their first game, but at least their first kind of major hit. Um, yeah. hit yeah, yeah, and they've done Transistor, which is free on the Epic Game Store, which actually made me sign in. I remember my password, so that was easy. Don't know why everyone's complaining. Um, Transistor <laughs> <laughs> did Pyre, and now they've got Pyre, Hades right. in early yes. access. So, so yeah, they've. 
that, that's not a bad, you know, four games in what decade? Um, maybe it was two. It was two thousand and eleven, Bastion. So yeah, I, yeah, I suppose with development time of Bastion, you're looking at four mm. games in in about ten or eleven years. Yeah, not bad considering Hades probably come out in like a year or two. Yeah. Yeah, about yeah, decade, next year I would games. imagine. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you can obviously see if if you've played the subsequent subsequent games, um, you can see their roots in this game. Um, it's got gorgeous, gorgeous art style, really good aesthetic. The way the world like just you know falls into place as you're running around mm. and stuff like that. Um, great soundtrack. Really love the soundtrack. Um, yeah, it's it, it's a game where I I think I prefer the aesthetic more than the actual gameplay because mm. uh, the gameplay it's like an isometric. Um, I guess you could call it a brawler, hack and slash kind of thing. You have different weapons like bow and arrow, like shotgun, like hammer. You can choose um, up to two main weapons and a sub-weapon like a grenade or a trip mine and stuff like that. And you're just going through these... It's not procedurally generated. It's 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 just set levels, I'm guessing, Ben? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah and, you know, the world, um, you know, displays as, you, as you're running through it and um, there's a narrator who's always commenting on what you're doing and you know narrating the story at the same time which is quite novel um but the gameplay for me it's just it's, i'm just slashing at enemies hacking hacking them not really considering you know upgrading my weapons you know considering changing my arsenal to you know defeat different kinds of enemies you know tailor my you know tool set to that so it's 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 not it's short, and that's why I started playing it. It's like I was like, "How long to beat?" Six and a half hours. Brilliant, cool. Started it. Really charming. Really great aesthetic. Gameplay is, you know, it's not wowing me. I think for an indie game, which probably would have had to be what maximum two hundred fifty-six megabytes back then in Xbox Live Arcade, it is. It is very impressive. But mm. now where indies have come, uh, and you know, how big they've grown in terms of scope and scale and just size and hours and everything it's not really blowing me away but I think it's you know it's very fun to play nevertheless it's just wowing me more if it's that aesthetics which hold up to this day rather than you know it's actual gameplay yeah that sounds like my kind of game (laughs) Yeah, yeah check it out I mean it's been free on some services you can probably pick it up for very cheap. I mean, it's been on you, PlayStation. You must 4. be able to buy it everywhere as well. Oh god, yeah. I think it's even on Switch, maybe. Or maybe that's just <laughs> Transistor. Yeah, but yeah, it's everywhere. You could probably yeah. pick it up in a humble bundle deal for like seventy nine pence. More than likely, <laughs> it's it's an interesting one because Bastion. I think I played after Transistor, mm. um, and you can see the. DNA. Uh, that that yeah. evolution through mm. to true to transistor from Bastion. Uh, I loved Transistor the way that it, you know it swaps out the idea of having different weapons and giving you different abilities to kind mm-hmm. of be able to play with, um, and that switch up between just being able to go in and button mash against enemies versus yeah. pausing and be able to plan your kind of your attacks. Uh, transistor, I think. Um, feels like they've taken that that base of of bastion and gone what can we 
what can we do what can we improve on yeah. how can we make this a better experience for people um, I, I absolutely love Transistor um, mm-hmm. I haven't played Pyre no I still think that's only on Playstation 4 I don't know and is maybe it? PC um, but it, Hades is looking Xbox. is looking good it's cool. and it yeah. again is looking like that evolution of their kind of their style of, of, of game um, whether it kind of um, I think it, it from what I've seen it looks like it follows more the transistor kind of route of different abilities but mm-hmm. also gives you different weapons which may provide different abilities so again it's kind of taking a bit of Bastion and taking a bit of transistor and kind of putting them together mm-hmm. to then create kind of their next their next product um, I seem to remember a little bit about Pyre that it was kind of like a three on three god basketball game yeah <laughs> Maybe you'd be interested, Cole. <laughs> like your multiplayer game. Well, co-op games. I if you, can you play Pirate, Pirate Co-op? I have no idea. You might not be able to. might just be single player only. But yeah, I mean, it's given me more context for uh, the developing Hades series from Noclip, which, um, Carl, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Noclip. Um, it's a video game no. documentary series, and they're just uh, it's very good. It's a very good insight into... Um, video game development and they do have like smaller chunk videos I mean they have longer documentaries that are like maybe 40-50 minutes long but then they have like just little snippets of like 10-15 5 minute videos which are you know Hmm. really good Um, but yeah check them out but um, they're doing a documentary on Hades which is you know in early access and it's like just just cataloging like all the ups and downs of of development and it's yeah playing bastion just gives more context to it which is fascinating mm. considering that game's eight years old at this point mm. <laughs> oh, that's crazy time. yeah it really is uh, uh. wow <laughs> <laughs> just as a, i did have a quick look um and pyre at least um, googling it, their entry does say that there is a single player and a multiplayer mode. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what the multiplayer mode entails. Whether it's kind of because I think you're you, you're a team of three, mm. and they play different kind of roles, and you have to essentially it's almost like a hybrid of like basketball versus um, like something else. So you have to get to a certain point on like a on a board essentially and the other team are trying to do different abilities to kind of stop you from being able to get there um yeah it was was a really like lofty kind of um like game just in like terms of its concept mechanics and its spirituality and story yeah and there's the story mode running through it as well isn't there like yeah yeah. they're the kind of studio who made that I enjoy playing like uh, StarCraft and games like you can Space play anything then, mate. Like that. <laughs> you can play anything if you play StarCraft. <laughs> I said I enjoy it. I don't. I'm not good at it. <laughs> if you can even understand but, it, that's just impressive to me. Yeah. Oh, okay, fair enough. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, like Space Hawk as well. Um, like kind of not like RPGs, but kind of turn-based games. That, that's mm. oh, okay. I, I enjoy that kind of stuff. 
So yeah, it yeah. sounds sounds quite good. It's in Ben's yeah. wheelhouse, not mine. Yes, I do enjoy mm-hmm. a lot of those kinds of games. Um, stuff like uh, the Banner Saga, things like that, you know, um, which I think is now available on consoles on PlayStation. There's been three yes, of them it is. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It must be available on consoles now. Yeah. The Banner Saga is sort of a similar right? sort of thing, um, you know, yeah. single player um, storage of a game where you make a few decisions and then you pick a squad as such um, to take onto a. Um, you know, a square tiled map and then have to fight enemies essentially. Um, you know, a- a- another game which I think is kind of um, quite respectful of your time because these battles don't take that long to, to play out and to finish. Uh, and then you can kind of, you know, it will save after that battle. You can go away, you can come back, you can do a little bit of the story, make some decisions, set up a camp, kind of train up mm. a little bit, and then do a story battle type thing you know and and kind of do things dependent on the amount of time that you've got but it's a nice um kind of strategy uh, Mm. tactics kind of game um which does allow you to play in sort of short bursts i always found with things like XCOM and stuff you 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 might think that you're only going to play for 10 minutes but suddenly like two hours later (laughs) five battles later and you've lost like yeah. four different people. You're like, oh, I'm so deep into this now. I just have to cancel whatever I was doing for the afternoon just to be able to play this and get kind of like back into it. Um, the Banner Saga is a little bit, it's it's brutal and it has mm. some really kind of like uh, brutal elements to it, but it's. Because um, it's set it, in it, like Norse mythology, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. Well, Viking times? Or? It is kind of Viking mythology. Mm, okay. um, uh, I'm trying to think what was in the first game so I don't spoil anything. I haven't played the third one that came out last mm. year, I think, but um, it definitely revolves around like Yormonger, the, the like the world serpent sort of thing, and um, you have humans and you have oh, I don't know what they're called giants essentially, or they're they're at least kind of like twice the size of humans, and mm. you know they're slower but they hit harder and they take up yeah. more squares on the battlefield type thing, so they can be assaulted by you know well essentially like eight humans. You know, if they were sort of like all around them, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so Not all it's, giants it's... are giant-sized, Ben. That's true. Mm. Um, but it, it's, it's I mean, like the Banner Saga is a really good kind of like tactics game. I think what um, like Bastion leading into um, Transistor gives you is it does have a little bit of that kind of like strategy tactics element but it's not quite that jump they wanted to keep mm. those games i think a bit more action orientated yeah. which is why it's mm. kind of like a single character rather than squad based um and transistor at least is is again it's a really short game and it's one that i'm pretty sure i finished in maybe like two sittings um oh. but it's, it's, no, it's multi-hour kind of i would imagine it's under 10 maybe but it, yeah. it was very kind of compelling to to play through and i think we're you know, we're very spoiled now for games that kind of that respect our time, but that still give us a really good like narrative push between mm-hmm. these different kind of gameplay elements or trying to tie in kind of what you're doing in maybe like short bursts and things. You know, you don't have to sit down and play, you know, The Last of Us for twelve hours a day <laughs> to then you know to to breeze through because you kind of want to. Um, there's lots of smaller experiences which give you similar kind of feels 
that the you know that these sort yeah. of like big budget games give you as well. Yeah, I mean David Jaffe uh, created Twisted Metal in co-director on the first uh, God of War at least. He was mm. like, I I I miss games that are like, you know, really cohesive narrative story in one to three hours. Like, yeah. He said that he's making one of those. I was like, thank you. Thank you, Jack. Someone needs to say it. Give me a free hour experience. And... Just, um, I mean, without kind of bleeding into what I was going to talk about too much, um, mm. you know, you do kind of get that a little bit more through like episodic games as well, mm. um, where people have gone, we've got this like 10 hour story to tell, but either through needing money for development, kind of like progressing points along the way, or because they've decided they just want to work it as an episodic kind of model mm-hmm. um, that kind of works quite well in sort of like respecting your time a little bit more as well you know you can you can sit there and think oh, I've got an hour that mm-hmm. I don't need to do anything I can blast out just episode one of whatever this is uh, or you know otherwise if you haven't you know kind of got like a chunk of time to put into things it's really difficult to find games that just allow you to play for like 15 minutes and things do you think that give you a good kind of do you think that um, that's because loads of people are going on to retro gaming like the old Mega Drive games and stuff like that as well because they're quite they are like people just want to just sit back into that nostalgia don't they yeah like well, they do. Yeah, those games are really short when you know what you're doing. They are, yes, the, when you know what you're doing. States. That's the thing, because you couldn't <laughs> save games on no. SNES or Mega Drive. Um, you know, games were like, really, if you were good at a game and you could just play it from start to end and get through it, maybe it was only like a two hour experience. Like half but an hour, some of them. As soon as it, well, exactly, but as soon as <laughs> yeah. you put that game in for the first time and you die on level one, mm. then you play it again and you die on level one again. And it actually takes you like a month to complete, and it's the month? only game you have for you know yes. for that for that amount of time. Yes. Um, <laughs> then I think it's it's kind of like a little bit of of wanting that slightly, uh, but also going back to last week's chat, knowing that things need to be much more accessible now. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, gamers are 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 not just kids and teenagers. And you know, college students which have like a little bit more time on their hands. Uh, you know, the average age of gamers is in their thirties now. So we're looking at people with full-time jobs, with families, with kids. People, there is a want for those smaller experiences, and maybe not smaller experiences, but experiences which can be uh, delivered in smaller chunks. I suppose. Yeah, I, th- I think what it is is that. I think if you're young enough, you will just hop on a multiplayer game because you have Twitch reflexes still. <laughs> and it's like you can just pick up, you know, you're playing like a game of Pro Evo or, mm. you know, like, like Apex Legends. It's One match is going to take, I don't know, maximum half an hour. And then, you know, you might play one or two of those in the evening. But if you have no skill or you can barely see <laughs> it's like you just want something that tells a darling little indie story about grief <laughs> you can just cry in your pillow and play that for an hour <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> Should we have another beer? Yes, why not? <laughs> um, Carl, what are you having? One mm. twisted barrel. You see, so. this is the thing. I was gonna, I was actually gonna <laughs> test him. I was like, do you remember what? Like hops are in this. You remember what yeast is in this? You remember it's the nice, percentage? But it's nice and it's easy. Not the beer, so there's no point. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, uh, it's basically a single hopped um, New England IPA. Mmm. So yes, it's called. Everyone loves in citra. citra. Mm. Basically, we, we do um, a load of different wrapped in series beers. So, if I remember right, the next one that we're brewing is wrapped in mosaic. Oh, uh, I'll be on that one. Like yeah, a we've done uh, wrapped in centennial. Yes. Uh, yeah, we've done loads. Basic, and um, we just wrapped in Simcoe. Yes, done, we did that yeah, last year. Yeah, definitely on that one. Yeah. So, um, yeah, this is going to be the second year that we're doing this kind of style of beer and cans, mm. the single hop. Um, seems to be working really well. Um, tasting great, completely hazy as you would expect. Yeah, I was about to say. Yeah. this is the it's... haziest I've had. You cannot. It's, it's like <laughs> <laughs> it's um, we we've changed the yeast up a little bit as well, if I remember right. I think uh, we used New England yeast last year, uh, but we've reverted to Windsor yeast this year. Um, just because we found that it's working a little bit better with, with the malts and the hops that we're using. Um, the, ba the base is pretty much the same. I mean, the malts and that don't really change uh, with mm. with each brew. It's just it's me really meant to showcase the hops. This beer. Yeah, because yeah, it's just citra you've put in here. So, mm -hmm. I mean, just from what I'm drinking, that's pretty impressive. Just from citra. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. I'm not just saying that because you're here. It's like it's, mm. it's, it's even softer than the daya. Because oh, don't say that. It is. <laughs> I get mad. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's like I'm getting a slight bit of like hoppiness just at the like top mm. of my lip, but after that, it's just like soft and just easy drinking and juicy. The, the thing is, as well, we never really dry hop that. Dry hop them to a massive amount, like cloud water, mm. or, or the other breweries seem to kind of put out. Um, mm. I mean, it's, it's it's it is a lot dry hopping, but it, it's not as much as everyone. We we try and reserve that as much as possible to make it taste good as soon as as, as soon as possible. Really, more than anything. Mm. Um, so we try and restrict the hop burn. As much as possible. And you know what? Um, we, we tried to take pictures of our beers. I forgot the first two, but this one was just so pretty then that I actually <laughs> remembered. So <laughs> there you Thanks. go. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> right, I remember. Um, I remember mm. having this uh, at the tap takeover. Yeah. Um, I think I had four. Uh, one was a Belgian blonde, and then there was. A couple of other ones. I forget the name. Need to get on that untapped. <laughs> it's where I have, mate. I've stopped using untapped. I haven't used untapped for fucking ages. It's all about Instagram, mm -hmm. it, mate. Well, he's uh, a hipster, isn't he? He's, 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 the, the, he's the millennial over here. 
To be fair, Lonely Soul was Belgian Blonde. I I, um, <laughs> I I stopped using Untap probably about five years ago after I mm. <laughs> started brewing beer, and I was like, yeah, yeah this this is good. It's it, yeah. it's very demoralising <laughs> looking at yeah. Untap. Yeah. It's, it's not yeah. good at all. And it's like when you've had so many as well, it's like your, mm. your judgment becomes impaired naturally. So. Yeah, it'd seem unfair to like, just put a you know one out of five on a brewer when they put so much hard work into it. So I do it yeah. because I can't remember which beers I've drank because I have a terrible memory. See, I, I <laughs> absolutely <laughs> love people that go on and tapped, uh, check a beer in, and just write about it, not giving any ratings because mm. you can do that yeah. now, and and just like what they prefer, not actually rate yeah. it. That that to me is more beneficial than like a one star rating or five star rating yeah I read an article about someone who's like I just check in and just write about it because I'm not it it seems unfair to just to distill it down to a few numbers when there's so much going on and it's really difficult as well with like to to, I mean it's the same with games like anytime I write a review Mm -hmm. I will not put a number on it because it's, it's, it's 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 far too reductive um to kind of be like oh this is a Seven out of ten game because mm. that's what I think. Because to someone else, it's not mm. going to be. It's going to be a ten out of ten game. Someone else, it's going to yeah, be a three yeah. out of ten game. You know, everyone's tastes are different, and uh, at least with um, with reviews, or at least the, the reviews for games that I look at these days, um, having read lots of different reviewers over the years, I've kind of found a few people who's kind of the games that they enjoy that I'm similar to. So I'm like, mm. this person enjoys this game. And they've reviewed this. I will read that review because I trust yeah. what that person is saying. Um, and it's not oh they've they've reviewed you know I don't scroll down to the bottom and say they've given it five out of ten stars or whatever. I'll actually read through the review because you get yeah. much more from that than kind of an overall thing. And you know a game might be a little bit janky. It might not be presented quite as well, which would drop it down on kind of like a scale. But if it plays a certain way. And it has certain features to it that I'm all about. Then I'm going to really enjoy that game, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, so it's, it's a question. I mean, it's the same with beer, isn't it? Really. Yeah, it's a question then, because um, when someone gives a beer a really bad review on Twitter or um, mm. or, or a randomly scroll again, like on it on Instagram or or Untapped, whatever, whenever I am mm. on there. I want to go out and try that beer for myself. Is it the same with games? If you see a really bad review of a game, would you go out? And... I think it's what Ben said. It's like you just look at that review. If you gel with them, you read the text. A lot of people just scroll down to the number. You read the text. It's like someone says, "Oh, it's you know, Symphony of the Night was a two D game, and we don't like two D art stars." It's like that's one of the best games ever and it's like that's a great art style I love 2D it's like Mm. I think you pay more attention to the words I think it's just much easier in a game because there's a lot more going on not to be you know um, reductive of beer but there's a lot more systems and you know you're talking about graphics and art style and this and that but yeah I mean like if I see a bad review to be honest I don't look at beer reviews like at all I just go and taste them and decide for myself I mean as you say it's subjective at the end of the day but yeah I never look at reviews I don't like go somewhere and see oh um, 
you know, let me check into Untappd, see see what people have rated this beer before going to see it, and I just have it for myself, and it's like I know which brewers I like, which is basically universally all of them, so I'm never really yeah. going to be, you know. But, uh, yeah, I think there must be some kind of, I mean, curiosity for you, if, like, if someone mm. rates a beer badly and they haven't put any reason why, you'd want to know why, but it, yeah. it could be something as down to a bad batch, but I'd never... Maybe some people can't discern if it is like a bad batch. I don't know. Uh, again, I don't know. it might be a bad batch, but it might be where they've had it and they haven't put the gas on correctly and it's all come out shitty yeah. or you know yeah. something within the, the system itself. But for me with games, um, I would instantly try and find another review, I think, um, of, of someone else and try and kind of see, this person had these issues. Is that for everyone? Is everyone having this issue with, with the game? But I would do that I think, or I, I gravitate to looking to more reviews rather than thinking, I want to now try this game uh, on bigger budget games just because of the price point. You know, with a beer, mm. it's easy enough to kind of go, well, yeah. this person didn't like it, but it's only four quid, six pounds, whatever it is, I mm. will pick it up. If suddenly mm. you've got a triple A 50 pound game, it's a bit more of an investment to chuck yeah. down if yeah. you're kind of on the fence, you know, about it that you want to sort of, sort of see for yourself. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I, I, hmm. Sorry, Ben. I was just gonna say, sorry. like, I see Untapped as like, like Steam reviews. Like, mm. I only use Untapped for myself. I don't use it for, to see anybody else's. Mm. It's like, like Steam reviews are absolutely pointless. Someone will be like, uh, uh you know, one star, you know, one out of ten, and yeah. we'll have like have played this game for 120 hours and it's like you, you can't you, you can't take them at face value at all yeah and it, but it's like if beer it's like the other reviews are just so pointless to me even more so yeah. than like video games because it's like i don't know it's it's weird and another question and i don't sorry <laughs> but uh um, oh, can carry on <laughs> is, is there um like any developers in games that are like untouchable in your eyes, and that um, people will uh, always kind of gather around. Like some, like some people will. If someone yeah. says anything bad about a Blizzard game, a Naughty Dog game, or yeah, Rockstar. I don't know if Rockstar, people <laughs> will gather around them. But it's like okay. you don't have to. I think that's the thing. It's like if I dislike this beer that I was drinking now. You won't. You know, I'd probably have to tell you. It's like, I'd, I'd feel bad about it, but it's like, you know, I'd, I'd tell you, but it's like, I could also say that I, I like, I've never had a bad beer from Twisted Barrel at the same time, so. Yeah, yeah. But people, you know, in video games are usually very unreasonable, and it's it's, only, it's very binary, it's like one or the other. Very much. Yeah. Everyone's mm. very, very fickle as mm. well. Maybe not so much through, uh, you know, more professional kind of like sites and reviewers and stuff but at least mm. the um like the, the public uh you know you had so many people like i i absolutely fucking loved red dead 2 uh it was exactly what i wanted at the time um tons of people were like no no this game isn't for me no shit like well yes that's fine <laughs> <laughs> and it's not a game for you. It doesn't need to be a yeah, game yeah. for you. It comes back to the whole thing that not everything is made for everybody. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, everything should be accessible to everybody, but yeah. it's not necessarily made to your, you know, to 
to work with like the style of things that you like mm. or with, is even with the genre that, of, of things that you like you know Red Dead Redemption is a game that tries to mirror um, westerns and it's really slow in places it has a super slow build to it it allows mm. you to kind of take things as you want and do sort of what you want it's trying to open up that grey area between being like oh I'm either good or I'm bad it's it's trying to kind of get you somewhere in between mm-hmm. um, and I loved how slow it was I think that it suited me perfectly for when it yeah. released people hated it for that absolutely hated it I hated and, it at the beginning yeah yeah <laughs> and I was and it's, prepared to say that and it's like yeah, and I that's love fine. Everyone, so it's like, know, yeah, not cool. every game is made but the same <laughs> not every beer is made for everyone as we exactly. just said almost at the top of the show mm. everyone has different tastes everyone will prefer different styles and things like this it's kind of it's just getting into the idea of not then berating someone mm-hmm. for that, uh, getting down on someone. I think mm. I, I had a beer, I think, I cannot remember the brewer off the top of my head. Um, I had it on the podcast. I didn't enjoy it. Wait, it's, it's, mm. Sorry. It's not that I didn't enjoy it. It was more that it maybe just wasn't great. And mm-hmm. the the um, the brewer actually reached out and said, hey, you know, what was it that you didn't like about this? And just through, oh, okay. uh, through cool. DMing, I let them know, you know. Yeah. I'm not quite as maybe, um, you know. I don't want to be brutal to fucking anyone. Of course I don't. Mm. Why would I? Uh, but in this kind of in this message to the bro, I'm like, hey, this this is what I thought about this beer, mm-hmm. and it was all kind of like I say, you know, cheers, thanks for very much for the kind of you know for the notes and stuff like that. Yeah, and that's great. I'm more than happy to kind of chat with people and give them feedback and stuff, but don't need to be a cunt about it no <laughs> absolutely not it's like i remember on the podcast it's like i had a beer from weird beard yeah and i it's it's the only beer that i've poured down the sink because it was really it was awful but I, I, it was like on that podcast i was like no i'll just crack open another beer i don't even want to talk about it because it's like oh mm. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah every other weird beard brew i've had it's like it's it's been my favourite of the week, and it's like, as I say, yeah, you don't need to, just because I didn't like that particular beer from it doesn't mean like I hate them all, or it's like they're a bad mm. brewery somehow and overnight, yeah, yeah. but, so, so Carla, do you remember any of those like, badly rated beers that you've actually sought out? Do um, you remember any, without putting anyone on blast? <laughs> um... I remember what people say to us like, mm. about our beers. Yeah, I'm sticking your mind, yeah. Mm. Um, and but the thing is, I I respect their opinion. Yeah. Mm. So it it it's a hard one, really, because um, mm. where do you change? Even though like fifty people feel that your beer is really good or mm-hmm. have enjoyed the beer, one person doesn't. Should you change for that one person just to and mm. trying to find that balance? But the best thing with craft yeah. beer is the fact that it's always evolving. Um, yeah. A lot of the beers that we do, we don't brew the same beer twice. So even if it's got the same name, there's a there's going to be a little tweak somewhere yes. and a little improvement. And I think if you're not improving, you're standing still, and that can be detrimental to a business uh, craft beer mm-hmm. as a whole 
and uh, the brewery that you work for or the brewery that you own. So mm-hmm. it's 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 a hard one. You you take people's opinions um, at face value all the time, but whether or not you want to adapt them uh, and change, it, it it's it's down to you. But with the whole scene as it is at the minute a lot of people do change and adapt all the time so it's yeah. it's it, it's hard to say really I mean you could change the recipe um, a little bit and out of them 10 people one person hated it before but 5 people could hate it the next day or 5 people could love it so yeah, it'd be down the middle of the road. So. Act, yeah. It's a, it's yeah. a bit difficult, kind of. I think with uh, you know with games, but we we you know you get that in in beer as well, where you have those staples. So gem is always going to be very similar with every uh, gem that you have. Cannonball mm. is always going to be very similar with every kind of cannonball that you have. And you know, mm. leading into kind of like other forms of entertainment, maybe not so much as games, but with things like music, uh, where you get bands being able to perform stuff live uh, yes you can go and see a pop star who will just churn out their song you know as it was recorded and that's what you want to mm. hear or you can go it's why I love someone like Dillinger Escape Plan so much because every time they play a song it's completely fucking different mm. like we're just going to play it this way this time you're like brilliant yeah, cool. I, I, you know <laughs> and, and it's the same with beer you know if I go and pick up a can of something else it's it's you know, maybe I want something different from that. I don't want the same kind of thing every time, yeah. because yeah. I know there are certain breweries that do that, and I can pick up a New World IPA, yeah. and it will be yeah. the same every time. I, yeah, I think it would only be disappointing if it was a core beer, and it's like, oh, this doesn't taste the same time. You know, yeah. like exactly. every single time, it's wildly different. But you know, mm. quality control that rarely happens. So, mm. yeah, but it's you don't want, as you say. It's, Things are involving. You don't want people just to sit on their ass and crank out the no. same beers every time. Yeah, completely. Mm. And it goes back to everyone being different and like the whole mm. diversity aspect of like brewing. You want to get everyone involved. You want to you want to have different tastes and you want to have different people try your beers. And there's no shame in saying like, okay, well, this this person didn't like this beer or this person didn't mm. like this one um, I think the thing with Twisted Barrel is that we brew so many different types of beer um, yeah. and that if you don't like one type of our beer I'm pretty sure that I can find you one that you do like in, yeah, in our yeah. range so it, and it, it's good to be like that it, it's good to be in a new age kind of craft brewery at the minute yeah mm. yeah completely and that's showcasing <laughs> it with the ser- this series like the you know saturated in you know Simcoe mm. Mosaic series I can't wait for that one it's like maybe <laughs> someone didn't like one like the other so well, again, you're gonna get com- some comes down to taste yeah. doesn't it mm-hmm. definitely yeah like, I mean I've always thought that if I if I get a beer that I don't like it shouldn't put me off trying a beer from, you know another beer from that brewer oh, no, God, because they're no. going to they're going to excel at certain things maybe mm. not so much at others maybe they you know they're really good at brewing one certain style and i've just picked a style that was the their first foray into it or their first released foray into it and you know didn't do what i thought it should or wasn't quite what they were saying it was and actually you then go and try something else from them and it's 
absolutely fantastic. You think, wow, they yeah, really yeah. nailed this style, you know? Well, just look at. I don't at think I've ever had a. Sorry, Carl. Uh, I was going to say, look at Square Enix. Enix, like yeah, yeah. There's no better Final Fantasy than Final Fantasy Seven. <laughs> People would say Eight is the best one. Oh, okay. Any of them. <laughs> but you know what I mean. That it doesn't. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> someone's stepping away from Completely. that. <laughs> Yeah, no, 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 completely, completely. I mean, I would, I, I, you know, with the Final Fantasies, I think six is often um, like referred to as the best, but um, I jump between seven and eight all the time. Like seven is fantastic. You, I, should we start talking about Final Fantasy? Lucy will yeah. go to sleep, but um, <laughs> no, carry on. We, we can nerd out. Of seven, seven, fantasy. seven is a, an absolute jump in technology yeah. and what a console could do and what they changed that system to. Eight just came out at a time when I absolutely loved what was going on with that game um, and resonated mm -hmm. with me. You look back at seven now and the whole idea of climate change and the fact that corporations yeah. are absolutely destroying the earth and you're like, <laughs> well, they were right. Well, they're doing a remake, aren't they? As well, so. Yes. Oh, that'll never come out, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, don't say that. Final Fantasy VII is the only game that we've actually completed. So. Yeah, oh. it's that for a lot of people. Just mm. I remember seeing that game and be like, mm, no, <laughs> I'll just mm, these polygonal people with their spiky hair. Yeah, <laughs> uh, big arms. Yeah, I'll just stick to Cooler World. That fully spherical. Poly polygonal ball. No <laughs> spikes there. <laughs> well, what have I started? Um, I realise I haven't talked about the beer that I am drinking. Neither have uh, we. No, <laughs> no. Sorry. Uh, so, you're drinking wrapped in citra. Yes. I have opened up a New England IPA from, it's a new brewery for me, from Cosmic Brewing Company. Oh, you haven't even opened it. I didn't even realise. No, I have. I have opened it. <laughs> Alright, okay. Um, oh. <laughs> what is it? What is it? What is it? They are Bristol based. Mm -hmm. um, I've seen their bottle. I've seen their bottles before, but this is yeah. the first can I have seen from them. It's mm -hmm. called "You Never Can Tell," and it's all Pulp Fictiony on the um, can and oh, the font yes, and all of those is, sorts yeah. of things. Mm -hmm. um, what did I say? It was New England IPA, six percent. Super, super nutty. Really piney. It's really, it's a really interesting kind of flavour. But after the last bit, after the twisted barrel, I'm not sure how much I'm enjoying it. Mm -hmm. Like going from a, you know, well, the the progression of beers this evening, going from kind of like a slightly weaker orange beer into a, a mangoey fruit IPA. Yeah. Leading then into, um, you know, this slightly more. Dank, a little bit bitter, uh, piney, nutty, slightly resinousy kind of mm. IP. There's a little bit of fruit, but it's really it's right at the back. Um, it's just a bit of an odd kind of progression, I think, for this to kind of be like. Right. Oh yeah, that's definitely what I would have drank next. Maybe if I'd have started on this, it would have been a bit of a different story. Yeah. But right now, I'm just not quite feeling it. That's fair, mm. but 
you know, judgment, complete judgment can be held since we've already had two beers already. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I think we've all pretty much had, well, not similar beers, but like same styles. We've had a lot of, you know, IPA Mm. today, so it's easy enough for them to blend into one. Yeah, yeah, completely, mm. completely. I think when you get something that, um, you know, when it's, uh, you know, it is an IPA, but when it's so different, mm-hmm. you think, oh, 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 I don't know about this. Um, <laughs> so, Carl, just as you, just as you dropped out, um, I'm drinking. Uh, you never can tell from Cosmic Brewing Company, which are, uh, okay. uh, I say, a new, a new brewery in Bristol. Um, they're new in at least maybe like the last year that I've seen them kind of in bottles. Not even a year, maybe only like six months or so. Oh, I've seen their bottles about and this is the first can that I've found. But mm-hmm. not really feeling it at the moment. I, I haven't heard of them at all, unfortunately. Um, oh. um, I'd, as I say, I'd seen their, um, seen their bottles maybe, you know, for a couple of months, maybe a little mm. bit longer, maybe just before Christmas or something. Um and they just put some cans out, and as I was in the kind of the, the can fridge, I'm like, "Oh, I will try this brewery now." I don't know what it is about, you know, new breweries going. Here's a can next to yeah. all the other cans that you're picking up, rather than being a bottle over the other side of the room, somewhere else. I don't know. Are they four forties as well. They are four forties, yeah. Yeah. I'm just having a little look at them as well. Ooh, I'm doing some research. Well, so, he's doing that. I'll, I'll whilst, talk about yeah. this. Yes. It's wrapped in citra. No. Carl, not sure about you. Don't know if you know about this beer, but <laughs> it's gone down really <laughs> well. It's like I've got less uh, less than a third of this um this left. It's really really soft and really easy drinking for me. It's it's juicy, but it's not not too thick. Um, mm. I'm getting a little bit of like, how to explain it? Like, slightly bit of like perfume, like um, like I don't, know, I wouldn't call it herbal, but just slight bit on the on the back end. It's I don't quite know if, floral. I don't know if, yes, that's say, the word yeah. floral. Yeah, I'm floral. getting that. Yeah, is that intentional or? <laughs> 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 I think I think it's the hops that, that we've used. To be fair, uh, well, the hops mm. that we used because um, yeah. we try and use the kind of latest hops in each batch of Raptor. Mm-hmm. So yeah. um, the Citra um, would have been last year's crop, so it would have just come out. Um, so it would have been quite fresh. Um, yeah. We didn't really know exactly what they will taste like because each year the hops change as well um, <laughs> for some reason um, over the past well, well not when we were brewing last year with Citra so it would have been the previous mm-hmm. year's hops um, mm-hmm. they had a, a cat pee kind of smell to it <laughs> for me really yeah nice. yeah all, all, all I could smell was cat Whenever I opened up a bag of Citra, I was just like, "Oh my god, this, this is disgusting! <laughs> this is horrible! Why are we putting this in beer?" Um, but it depends on what day you actually you catch yourself as well, which is so yeah. weird. Um, but every single bag of Citra that I've opened this year, mm-hmm. um, it it tends to smell a lot more 
peppery, a little bit more spicy, a little bit more floral. Right. So um, yeah. they've ch changed dramatically over the over the space of the year. I, I haven't smelled cat piss once. I'm I'm hoping that <laughs> no cats actually weed on me at all. Like. <laughs> when yeah, I've been going to work, so yeah, exactly. So um, yeah, for some reason, like every time that I smell citra, um, well, last year um, I could smell cat pee all the time, um, and <laughs> until you you have like you break the pellets up in your hand or the hops up in your hand, mm. um, you, you right. never really have a like idea of how they're going to smell, unfortunately. Or fortunately, yeah. but yeah, it's dependent on how much you use as well. So. Yeah, but like just massive amounts of like floral. I always forget that. Oh, like perfume. Yes, mm. floral is a correct word. It's just just sitting on my plate. I don't know if that's a li little bit of bitterness. It's like yeah, yeah, when yeah. I'm drinking it, I don't really get any bitterness, and it just feels like like very fruity all the way through. But um, the aftertaste is is quite floral and slightly bitter. It's really nice. Yeah. I'd hate hate to say that anyone was brewing New England IPAs wrong, but that our head brewer and um, Richie went over to um, New York and got like a couple of other half beers and um, and all the rest of the brewers that were on there uh, and brought back about two years ago when just. I think it was just before Cloudwater were doing like their like, double IPA versions and stuff like that, or like, yeah. they were like mid midway through. So we sat down and had a few of them and tasted them. And then like a couple of months later, everyone was coming out with these New England IPAs, and we were just like, that don't taste like New England IPA that we tasted like mm -hmm. <laughs> in the cans from all these and stuff. Because a lot of them tend to have that residual kind of bitterness, um, mm -hmm. and still are a little bit sweet. They're not completely dry so we've kind of focused on that aspect of it as much as possible but yeah. everyone has like going back to it again their own interpretations of how beer tastes and how they want it to be produced so mm -hmm. whatever fits and they do that kind of juicy style very very well yes they do but I, I, I love bitterness I, I love it it's mm. like I like Dayers beers, but it's nothing better than just getting a nice balance, like really fruity at the start and just really nice bitterness at the end. Yeah, completely. I love really yeah. bitter beers. Yeah, yeah, uh, and yeah, the bitterness. I'm just it's like it's after a few seconds. It's after like probably about twenty seconds that I start noticing mm -hmm. that 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 floral like texture and the you know quality and the bitterness just sitting right there. It's really nice. And then you need another gulp. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, but I finished it, so <laughs> that's what I it's smashed back. Mate, it's, 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 it's gorgeous. Like, I'm glad I picked that one. I mean, I'm sure they're all good, but it's like I think what else was there? Um, I think there was a was it a lager that I saw from you guys? I think when it was a lager and, uh, and this one. We haven't done a lager oh, yet, so no. Okay, maybe it's maybe that was somebody. Else. <laughs> <laughs> They're all sitting next to each other in the shop. How oh, am I meant to know? Um, yeah, exactly. What 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 shop? What shop yeah. was it? It was Cartridge Wines. Ah, okay. So it probably would have been all pails, to be perfectly honest with you. Or it might have been a sour or something. Yes, it might have been a sour. 
Mm-hmm. Some lager from somebody else, yeah. But yeah, it was, um, when are you going to do a lager? Get on it, Carl. God. <laughs> what are you waiting for? <laughs> so much effort. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because as far as I know, like, there's less places to hide in a lager. Like, mm. got to do it well and not do it at all. Exactly. And if you haven't mm. got the kit or got the time to do that, then there's not really much point. You have to fully commit to them. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I've said it like... now, you have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> you get some like lost and grounded who have kind of like fully committed mm. to you know to being able to do lagers and things like that. Um, and keep bashing out really good, really good lagers. Um, like one of the benefits of Bristol is we've got so mm. many breweries here, all doing completely different things. That you can always mm. be like, I really want this today. I'll have one of these. I really want this today. I'll <laughs> have one of these. It's just. Uh, it's ridiculous like, yeah we brewed a collaboration with um, Lost and Grounded at our place um, mm. must have been about two and a half years ago now um, I think it was just after they set up and yeah. Alex mm. came over um, and how he treats beer is just miraculous it, it's, I'm under no illusion that him and Annie who own Lost and Grounded? Just like they—they they know what they're doing. But mm. <laughs> when it comes to lagers and pilsners and everything like that, they're pretty much the ones to go to in the UK for that kind of beer. Yeah, yeah. yeah and again, beers. why we keep seeing them in collaboration with kind of everyone at the moment—they're mm. they're sort of uh, you know like hot shit, aren't they? Everyone yeah. <laughs> fucking wants to kind of like chat yeah. with them and do something with them. So, and they're yeah. nice people as well, so that helps. <laughs> that, that does helps, help yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very much. Uh, so we chat about our beers. We can sort of move on to our last topic, even though we had loads of topics all through this episode. <laughs> really, mm-hmm. bouncing from sort of th- place to place. But I wanted to kind of just touch on um, a game I played today. Um, sort of more so because. Um, We've been talking about kind of games which you know respect our time or something that you can maybe have in like a shorter experience. Um, I've played, and I've got to try and actually remember the name of the game. It's called Love Yourself. Love Yourself? No, it's not called Love Yourself. <laughs> Steam. Where is it? Steam. Come up. <laughs> now. Is it called Love... You've had a few thyself. beers now. Love thyself, it might be. Love thyself. We've never had um, this. We've forgotten the name of it, but never game. Right. It is called Love Thyself. It's called Love okay. Thyself, a horrific right. story. Yes, you were right. Um, and it is a... Oh, my um, God. It's, it's like a... Uh, oh, fuck, I've even forgotten Sorry. the fucking genre of fucking game. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Horatio, Three yes. low percent beers, and I'm already fucking just <laughs> fucked. Um, Love thyself. A Horatio story is by Amplitude Studios, uh, published by Sega. It is almost like a visual novel. Well, it is a visual novel. Oh. Um, it is set in their endless universe. So, Amplitude Studios have made several games, which kind of span a few different genres, but that all inhabit the same shared universe Uh, and Mm. this game whilst it is a choice driven um, visual novel style game 
that only took me maybe 40, 50 minutes, something like that. Nice. Um, and is episodic. I didn't realise it was episodic, but at the oh, end it okay. says, wait it's until we release the game whenever we want to release it yeah. for the next part. Um, was kind of, was it was a nice experience, but it's cool how it sort of ties into like the shared universe that they're creating um, and you mm. kind of get little bits of like what they're talking about uh, having played other endless games uh, knowing sort of a few a few things and it, it's it's one of those things that I'm kind of finding now that I like these shorter experiences but actually I like them a little bit more if they're tied in to something yeah. else uh, so you know if it's like something like um, The Walking Dead um, final season which I still haven't played yet I think I'd be more inclined if I was going to go for an episodic sort of game I'd be more inclined to go for that than something else because I'm already tied into the invested, in the, the, invested in the world invested in the story same as uh, when this when I saw this I'm like oh I, I love Endless Legends uh, I know a little bit about like you know, play a little bit of Endless Dungeon play a little bit of yeah, Endless Space endless, kind of yeah. know a little bit about this, this the shared universe across their games I, you know, I want that a little bit more. Um, it's, it's. I don't want to talk about the game too much because it is just a visual novel. Mm-hmm. Uh, you make a few decisions. It's kind of interesting in how it approaches um, the perception of what you have, you know, versus kind of like what you're doing. Um, everyone should play it. It's on Steam. It only takes like forty minutes to play, and but, it's free. So and it's I'll free. It's free it, game. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I was going to ask both of you, do you think that, uh, you know, going ahead with the franchises that you kind of like gravitate towards or that you like, do you think if, uh, you know, a game came out that was um, linked how, um, how s- like closely to a series that you loved, um, you would gravitate towards that kind of game or a completely new experience? delving into a completely new kind of universe do you want exposition through different experiences or do you just want to try and experience something new every time you play something Carl mm. I open up the floor to you um, dating uh, uh, sim in the pro uh, evo uh, <laughs> universe well that's it I, I mean I like pro evo and I like final fantasy so I think <laughs> even though them worlds are the same it not <laughs> but they they differ each time though don't they I mean like each pro evo yeah. is a, yeah. a lot different mm. to the previous years and every final fantasy that has come out it's it's previous well mm. it's different to the previous one as well um yeah. but still I'm committed to perhaps buying Buying them, even though I don't play them as much as, as what I should do, but um, I still get them. So maybe I am just just focusing on the on the actual names itself. I mean, um, I, I've never well, I I used to play the first Assassin's Creed. I played the second Assassin's Creed, and it's kind of faded off since then. Um, but they've been different in the same kind of series of games as well yeah mm. so that kind of so mm, so would you say final fantasy came out with 
I don't know, just some similar to what Ben's saying, like a a you know narrative storytelling game, and it was set in the Final Fantasy VII universe. Mm. You know, purely that universe. Would you? Do you feel like you would like? That was a self-contained story in Final Fantasy VII. I don't know how much you gravitated towards the story rather than the mechanics. Uh, I, I, Would you I, want something to develop? I'd, on that I'd, no, I'd probably buy it. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's, it's like even not like a game franchise. Like mm-hmm. all the films that came out around uh, the Final Fantasy kind of series mm-hmm. and stuff like that, as well. Mm. I, I still invested my time in and, and watched them. So. Yeah, maybe maybe I'm big in the brands, and I then I thought I was. <laughs> Perhaps, but for me, I I think I'd just rather see something new. Like, um, it, it's I think I, I think if a story has already been told, um, I don't think it serves much to have it told in a different way necessarily or mm-hmm. expand on that I mean I, I was ranting a week ago about canon because I think it's <laughs> ridiculous so it's, for me it's just like just give me a new story in a new universe you know try something new mm-hmm. and I can see why people absolutely love the appeal of like oh it's a, a different genre of game but still set in the same universe giving more exposition and context to what I've already played, I get that, and I see the appeal. But for me, I'd probably just want a different story in a different um, mm. setting, just completely disparate to what's already come before it. So, yeah, and I, I, I think there's a there's kind of like a balance that you can have with that. We've seen that mm-hmm. with um, the subsurface circular, yeah. and um, what was the other one? Quarantine circular games. Yeah. Um, two different games, very narrative driven, that are are in a shared universe, but are actually set years apart and don't really have much of an mm. impact, if any, on each other, other than a couple of lines of dialogue. Yes. Um, uh, the, the endless games are kind of tied in with their, you know, it's 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 a bit different when you have like say Lord of the Rings, and you're mm. very prescribed to what you have, and you're like, we're gonna set a game where you play as dwarves but in the Lord of the Rings universe so you might see certain characters from certain places whereas the the Amplitude Studios uh, Endless Games they've created a universe so they can do whatever the fuck they want with it it's not (laughs) that focused, it's quite broad to be like this game happens here Mm. but actually this game happens over here where things have evolved and changed Mm. completely differently uh, through that Um, I think it's maybe one of the things that uh, Mass Effect Andromeda Kind of did wrong. They're like, we'll try and tie it into the previous trilogy and make it a little bit kind of different, but we sort of keep the same kind of you know ethos and all of those sorts of things that the previous games had. They could have done fucking anything, really. You know, they'd finished their trilogy. They could have done what they wanted with the the, the Mass Effect universe. Universe yeah. being the fucking ultimate word there that yeah. they can go wherever they fucking want. Um, and I, you know, I like a little bit of both. I think, whereas I'm delving yeah. a little bit deeper into a shared lore between a few different games, and I will always gravitate towards like a new, a new experience, a new game. So, yeah. but, uh, I kind of need a bit of both. 
Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Like it's, it's so rewarding, like to play God of War, which is a completely reimagining of that series, mm. and still have callbacks to you know the previous game. So, uh, and a lot of things are multimedia, and you know, Halo has is apparently meant to have like TV series and you know it's got books and everything like that yeah. probably comics and web series mm-hmm. and everything like that so yeah it's like I, I understand it but I, I like new experiences and that's why I play a lot of new games and that's why you know respect the hell out of like Supergiant who make a new game every time different setting new mechanics and everything mm. it's, it's nice to get you know a nice refresh but you know people go on established things that they, yeah. they you know if, if we have this pretty good you know as you say universe that they've created people gravitate towards it then why make that new IP it's it, it, yeah and and you know even within an IP, IP you can do so many different things with it mm. so. well it's like um, what about yeah, Oddworld kind of yeah Age Odyssey and stuff like that I, I, I watched something with Lorne Lanning, um, the creator of yeah. uh, Oddworld, and that's a weird series. It's like, <laughs> that's been all over the place, you know? It's like, yeah, yeah I'm looking forward to the new game, Soulstorm or something like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which would be completely different to anything yeah, yeah. we've seen, yeah. Yeah, yeah Lorne Lanning's a cool guy. Like, like, Abe's Odyssey is different mm. to Stranger's Wrath is different mm. to. Yeah. Whatever the other one was, mm. was there another one? Exodus. That was a yes. previous yeah. kind. Of, yeah, I, I I saw him talk at like um, EGX, and then I just watched a Game Informer interview with him. He's a cool dude. He's just cool. <laughs> he just doesn't care about anything. It's like nice. You're cool. That's good. That's what it, you want yeah. in a human. You you know when you see like a game, and it's like yeah, I can tell it came from this creator, like Metal yeah. Gear. Unmistakably, yeah. Kojima. Yeah, that's lawn learning for you. It's just weird, weird. <laughs> I suppose that's what also, um, like sequels and things, kind of give us as well. You know, mm. you don't have to go and play The Last of Us Two when it releases if you don't want to experience anything else kind of in that to. in that world. Mm. Yes, some of us will to, feel compelled. <laughs> feel compelled to be able to play it but alright let's take a different uh, game like I played Infamous I really enjoyed Infamous it was a fun game didn't play the second one didn't feel that I needed to delve into that universe kind of any more than I I wanted to Um, Second Sun came out didn't play it when it came out played it when it was at a really reduced kind of rate and it wasn't necessarily the shared universe or a different story in that universe that I was looking for it was to repeat the mechanics that the first game had kind of given me in that sense of power and progression through different sort of like superpowers and things like that um, Spoilers, I think it very all much, those games are the same but they are very similar <laughs> um, I think it very much depends on the um, or at least on your first um dive into a universe yeah so mm. if the first if the first game you play into a universe or the first comic you read or the first tv series that you watch uh draws you in 
at least for me, I'm more likely to then want to seek out uh, a new experience or a new story within mm. that shared universe. Uh, I, I like the Walking That's Dead fair. comic. I like the Walking Dead TV show. When Telltale said they're I'm like, yep, I'm there. I'm going to yeah. play this game. Mm. Seems cool. Um, That's fair. I, I like Batman. I've read a few of the comics. <laughs> I love the Arkham um, video game series. When the Telltale game came out, I didn't need any more Batman. Yeah. So I didn't play it until it was free <laughs> through PS Plus. You know. It's my ba- uh, favorite Batman interpretations. Uh, exactly. <laughs> it gave Batman. you a completely different experience to anything you've had before with mm. Batman. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh no, mm. mate, Michael Keaton. <laughs> <laughs> we won't get into this. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to end up in my view. Uh, yeah, let's go down a rabbit hole. We do not need to, especially for guests. <laughs> we do not need. To. Well, yes. So, yeah. uh, to, to to round out this point, Carl, if if you know, if you were to find that, um, uh, say, like a franchise that you really enjoyed, whether that is a game franchise or like a TV show, a comic, whatever, or beer. was was or a beer series a, a beer series exactly <laughs> Cloudwater version 14 the game um, was coming out would you would you uh, do you think you'd be more drawn towards picking up something that was uh, within a franchise that you were invested in or are you more about um, you know like a game respecting your time about a short experience or, or about like a party game something you can play with your partner um, I that's a hard one. I, I, <sighs> it's a loaded question. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Uh, I, I, I think um, if if game developers uh, keep reinventing their games on new platforms, making them different, then yeah, yeah, it it will keep me invested um, with the party games and stuff like that. I, I think. I think the way that I do it with different genres is a very good way to make me pick what I want to do rather yeah. than an all-in-one kind of thing and kind of miss half of the stuff that's on there because you know with party games you're really going to pull them out when you're drunk and when you've got friends around anyway so it's, yep. it's not going to be you're not missing out on a lot of stuff so yeah, it uh, it's a tough one, really. I, yes and no is my answer. <laughs> <laughs> and that's fair. It's okay. It's all right to kind of be a little bit half, a little bit out. Um, yeah. It, it's sort of. I guess it's it, it's very. Um, it, it's kind of very personal as well, and you're never really going to know until that game or that franchise kind mm. of comes along and says. Here's here is something, and, and you know, for some people they will very much jump into anything that that kind of that franchise uh, uh, comes out with. You know, if if you're a big Lord of the Rings fan, then you're probably very excited for the Amazon Prime TV show that's going to be coming out. If you're a Walking Dead fan, you'd be excited about whatever the Walking Dead is doing next. You know, mm. yeah. I guess it's 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 a little bit more that you try and consume anything around that franchise if you are like super invested in them i think maybe games don't quite give you that gratification that say like a tv show does having it every week 
um, that a comic may do, having it sort of, you know, like every month. Yeah. Uh, it's maybe the frequency that kind of keeps people away, maybe from games of being invested as much, perhaps. But also at the same time, um, because of the way that games have actually developed and how they're made, it does take a longer period of time, so a lot of people do forget as yeah, well. So yeah. um, it could be like a couple of years, it could be six months in between each kind of game, really. Whereas beer and comics, it could be quite pretty much quite regular. So yeah, there's more chance of people forgetting a game and diving back into it for the next well it's like series isn't it really like uh, TV mm. programs and seasons and like Game of Thrones it's been about two years or so it's, it's been about two years since like last season was on right. so I know yeah. that a load of people rewatched a lot of the seasons beforehand to get back on mm. like to the new season so Yeah, I suppose it, like Game of Thrones is almost a little bit of an outlier in the kind of like the cultural zeitgeist. I think uh, compared to a lot of other sort of mm, franchises sure. that people that maybe aren't that invested or didn't really like kind of fantasy settings, mm. kind of gel with Game of Thrones because there was like fucking beheadings and tits everywhere. <laughs> so right. suddenly, like people are like, sure, I'll, I'll I'm involved. Brilliant. Um, <laughs> versus other kind of like fantasy genres which play it maybe like a little bit more safely mm. um, but you're right that, that, that you know time kind of does uh, either make or break you really yeah. and, and you know why people want games to release alongside like a film release tied into the same franchise because they can mm. build off of like a, get a film being out for like a month and being like here's a game yeah. everyone who mm. suddenly likes this and has it in their minds and they're talking about it all the time Here's something else to kind of jump into. Because um, a World War Z game came out this week, and that film was like 10 years ago, wasn't it? Yeah. What? Yeah, the Weird. book was even longer than that. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> <That's laughs> I haven't heard much about that game, really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like putting out a game that's like Gladiator. But that's just oh, Assassin's mate. Creed. Mm-hmm. Like it, <laughs> oh, the film or the TV uh, the, show? The, the, oh, as in we are the gladiators. I'd yeah, play mate. the hell out of that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Put Wolf in it's there. It's been like fifty. Fine, it's been like yeah. twenty years since Gladiators. I'd play it's been that like game. Like thirty. <laughs> <laughs> I'd play that game though. If I can be Shadow or Wolf, yes. I'm there. Done. Or Jet. Yeah, Wolf. Yeah, Wolf was badass. (laughs) (laughs) This is where everyone that's listening to this is like, what is Wolf doing now? I'm definitely going to be looking at what he's doing now after we finish. So, let's finish there so we can all go and Google what Wolf from Gladiators is doing now. We've all had lots of beers. As the guest car, I'm going to come to you uh, first. Uh, Is there a beer that that jumped out to you as your favourite for the week? Were they all kind of you know, up there. Did you enjoy all of them? I I really enjoyed the second Chef Brewing, uh, yeah. Czech style Pilsner. That that was pretty on point for me, to be fair. Um, double Barrel, <laughs> yeah, all of them was good actually. <laughs> 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 but um, yeah, I I I think after 
<laughs> the that I had, I needed a really easy drinking, low yeah. ABV, well, lowish ABV yeah. kind of Pilsner lager, and that settled me into the night quite well. Yeah. Nice, yeah. M6 is not a great <laughs> motorway at the best of times. No, it's yeah. not. <laughs> Good. Lucy, yes. uh, which beer did you prefer? I had already had Meet Me in the City like plenty times before, so mm. even though it's a day of beer, I was like, oh yeah, yeah, it's not my favourite day of beer. Um, and then I was like, oh my god, this beer biotech. Uh, we're young, we, we smell good, and we're alive. Great title, but it's, it's just like, yeah, the orange, it was just such a well balanced beer. Mm. Like the, the zest just right at the end, just man- balancing with the malt and the bitterness, but. Mate, for one one hop, one hop of that is Citra. I'm not just saying that because you're here. <laughs> that is a really good beer because the wrapped in Citra, that's my favourite this week. It went down so quickly. It was just juicy, it was soft, it it, it was well balanced because it had a lot, a lot of fruit at the start and then I got that floral and bitterness at the end and yeah... Thanks. That was good. Yeah. Thank it, you. No, no. Honestly, I, I, I wouldn't say, it. I, like, it was close. I, I'm not gonna lie. It was close between uh, you guys and Beer Bibliotech. Yeah. But it, to be honest, maybe if I knew what hops Beer Bibliotech used, hmm. it was like, oh, they just use Citra too. Cool. Maybe you're on par. But knowing that you've just used one hop and you're getting that like range of flavors and that whole like profile, just. Yeah. And the fact that the bitterness and the floralness like came like twenty seconds after, um, yeah, it's a wrapped in citra for me. That wins today. Nice, nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm kind of gonna uh, jump on the bandwagon and twist the barrel. Wild child was my favourite this week again, yeah. not because you're here, Carl, yeah. but um, I think the uh, the black iris, the um, the orange goblin, was just mm. a little too lacking for me. Um, mm-hmm. A little too weak, perhaps. Four point eight percent. I kind of expect something that's maybe a little bit uh, paired back in its in its flavour, but the orange kind of just just came through just a little bit, and there wasn't a huge amount more going on with it. Um, the uh, you never can tell from Cosmic, the New England IPA, um, really odd flavour profile, like nutty and piney, um, really kind of odd, like heaty kind of bitterness to it like a, a very odd kind of flavor going on there with with whatever they're sort of using in their in their mix but um i think with the with the um, wild at heart it was just super easy to drink it went down definitely the quickest out of all of the beers that i've had tonight mm. uh, i'm not much of a fan of of puree in beers um often i find it kind of a little bit too um a little bit too sweet, a little bit too sort of like sickly, trying to push mm. just a little bit too much. Um, there's a few breweries that um, that use puree that I kind of, I know that I've had several from them and I kind of just, I stay away from them a little bit, but actually with yeah. this, it doesn't push that sweetness too much. Like you have that mango, you have a little bit of hit of sweetness and then it gets into that slight kind of, you know, edging on sour, edging on slightly dankness that mango gives you. It showcases a you know that mango flavour, and it leads very nicely into the um, into the stone fruits, into the um, into the peach flavour. Um, 
that it, it just wasn't a you know I, I kind of associate puree with just like a heightened element of those flavors like we want a mango beer we put mango puree in it it's mango yeah. in your face this just yeah. didn't give me that it was very easy to fucking drink and i just it was just really nice and it's it is the one that out of the three of them that i've had that i would instantly just pick again yeah. and drink now so yeah quite easy for me this one <laughs> thanks <laughs> no you're welcome you like i really enjoyed that beer i'm glad i i'm glad it, we had the same beer cause, so i kept that till last because mm. mm. that's been the highlight nice oh, nice I, I've, I've really so... enjoyed learning about gaming with you <laughs> <laughs> no like it, it, it's been fascinating just to it sounds crazy but we are a video game and beer podcast mm. but i never quite think of the two like there's so many similarities, so yeah. I'm glad that you did yeah. right at the bat. Because every time he's talking about beer, I was like, oh god, that's like video games and vice versa. It's like, yeah, I mean, anything that's creative can draw parallels, but mm. there's so many similarities. So, yeah, no, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on. Yeah, yeah, thank you. really fun. Man. Come back. <laughs> so, Carl, thank you very much for coming on. Mm. Um, if people want to get hold of you, if they want to chat to you, you want to tell you what games that you should play or, or point you in the direction of other beers, how do they do that? <laughs> um, best bet is just to contact me on Twitter really, it's at the bearded one, so number one and that is in T-H-A <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're doing the rounds on Twitter yeah. enjoy seeing what you got to talk about so. <laughs> I talk about you're a, a sage man you're a sage man um, if people want to get a hold of Twisted Barrel, mm -hmm. how can they do that? I mean, you can either come down to a tap room. I mean, we're open uh, Wednesday, Thursday, two till ten. Sunday till two, two till ten, and then Friday and Saturday, twelve till twelve. So, always welcome for a beer. Nice. Um, yeah, because when I knew you were coming on, I was like. You're like the only brewery that's around that's open on like <laughs> yeah. a Wednesday and Thursday. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, it's like, I'm gonna have to go down. We're a little walk out the city centre as well. Mm. Probably about a 15 minute walk out from the train station. Pretty much yeah. if you get a train, but it's an easy walk. Um, it's quite a few pubs mm. on the way over as well. So if you want to drink, <laughs> that helps. Pop <laughs> <laughs> yeah. into a few I, places. I will make but, my way um, down there. Exactly. So, um, yeah, or you can uh, contact us on Twistbarrel or uh, on Twitter. I'm pretty sure we're on Facebook as well. Um, so yeah, just just feel free to check our beer list, um, what activities we've got on at the tap house, and pop down. Mm -hmm. Nice, nice. Lucy, mm. Lucy, how do people mm. talk to you if they want to? It's uh, Juicy Loose Nine everywhere. Twitter on tat, um, Instagrams, <laughs> Xbox, PlayStation, Steam. So, yeah, everywhere. Nice, nice. Uh, I am at Nova underscore 47 almost everywhere. We are at Tanked Up underscore cast as a collective everywhere on Twitter, on Instagram. Uh, you can go to outoflives.net to look at articles that other people post within our group to listen to other podcasts like the Groovers Movie Show 
or go to the Tanked Up Instagram, which you've been using more and more and more. Mm, you've been and, on it. And, uh, well, yeah, a little bit. I'm really impressed. <laughs> like, I'm really impressed. Of, I don't know what it is about Instagram content. versus Twitter. I think I have okay. instant gratification because we get a lot more engagement. Yeah, people like, like yep, it's like... I'll it's post like, on here again, sure. I didn't people post for like two years and then somehow I have 100 followers. Who are these people? I'm sure we could get into a conversation about Instagram versus Twitter, but yeah. that may be uh, for another episode. So, for another week, we have been tagged up. Carl, as the guest, have you anything to finish on? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> just buy his beers all of his beers yes there i'll plug for you thanks <laughs> and it's not shameless 